Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We get things started here tonight by going straight into your calls. Across the pond first to Ziggy in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, hello. Um, um, according, according to Mark, we are the land where we do not refer to marijuana as marijuana. We refer to it as hemp. No, the, uh, uh, I, I said, well, it's an English word just because, uh, you know, I imagine they call... What do they, what do they call marijuana in England? Uh, pot, uh, uh, marijuana, um, the herb. Cannabis? Uh, I refer to it as ganja. Okay. Ganja. I think it's a ganja. Okay, so what you're t- you're calling to a correct mark, and that you're saying that people in the UK do not call cannabis hemp. No, um, no, I, they, I, they don't. I, but I, I didn't make that know. claim. Oh, I just said that it was an English word, and you know that's the <laughs> right. language that's the language we speak over here. And uh, somebody was calling in to say that they didn't like marijuana because it was a Spanish, it was a derogatory uh, term, and um, he liked cannabis better. And I said that, uh, well, you know, uh, marijuana is a Spanish word, a word of Spanish origin, and cannabis is of a Latin origin. Why not use hemp? It's English origin. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm, I'm calling in to. Uh, you had an email um, about the knife laws in this country. Mm-hmm. Um. They were right in saying that knives less than three inches are uh, are legal to carry. However, what they forgot to tell you is you have to prove that it's part of your work. So really? If you're a, if you're a carpenter or, or a builder. So if you, you know, don't have a job-related reason yeah. to have a three-inch knife or a two-inch knife, then it's yeah. uh, it's off limits for you. Yeah, that's 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 basically right. I know this for a fact because I had. A seventy pound that's a hundred and forty dollar Swiss Army penknife confiscated. Really? A few wow. Years ago. Now yeah. my dad uh carried probably a three inch pocket knife, maybe two and a half inches or something blade, in, in his pocket every day of his life the whole time I knew him. And it was one of his things to keep it so sharp that he could uh, cut the hair on his arm, you know, to just show you yeah. how sharp yeah. it was. You know, and and it was one of those things that he really liked to do. Are you saying that just that little tiny pocket knife you wouldn't be able to carry? Basically, yeah. I mean, they have, um, um, I'm serious here, they have a metal detecting uh, checkpoints on the London subways now. Wow. Um, where, where, where they do um, spot checks on people. So they've, re- they've even gone further than uh, New York City and other uh, cities here in America have gone. We were just talking last night about how New York now has roving gangs of cops armed to the teeth, uh, wearing yeah, body armor. Yeah, with, uh, spring, with dogs spring, with them. Oh yeah, yeah. That, well, I don't. Yeah, it, was it wasn't a people, wedding. The guy, the guy had. He was going to get married. Been, yeah, he was going to be yeah. married the next day. That was that. It was actually that day. It was his. It was was his oh, was wedding day. Of, yeah. And uh, then they they made it so the cops cleared. They cleared the cops. So they murdered a man in cold blood. And uh, you know they get. Away I don't think they it. were stopping a crime with fifty bullets. No. Well, I mean, uh, you know, how many bullets does it take to shoot somebody? Us, you know, apparently fifty. I don't it's know. It's just an awful story. Ziggy, uh, thanks for the call tonight, dude. Yeah, we sure. appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We continue here at the other amp line. It's Will in Oregon. Are you in Oregon right now? Yes, I am still in Oregon. Probably going to be there for at least a little while longer. You're Will uh, Buchanan from walkforliberty.com. 
And uh, this is actually, I think, the first call-in you've done since you began your walk of over a week ago at this point. You're walking from one side of America to another, uh, North America here, starting in Oregon, ending in New Hampshire, uh, to promote the Free State Project, a movement of 20,000 activists that are moving, uh, liberty activists moving to New Hampshire, and also to promote uh, Ron Paul's candidacy. So uh, how's it been going so far, Will? Uh, It's going pretty good. Uh, We had a few... um setbacks at first, I guess. Um, we had a couple dead ends that we got to when we were trying to bypass this busy highway to be a little safer. Mm. And we've had some blisters. And I'm sure there's going to be some blisters. I'm there, sorry? There's going to be some blisters, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. when you're walking a lot, that's that's pretty much a guarantee. And we've had some cold weather, um, but we're we're progressing on. We're, I think, about probably 15 to 20 miles out of Portland now. So we've I think I've walked about um, probably close to 60 miles so far. I feel so bad. I'm watching your videos on uh, Walk. For, well, I guess they're up on WalkForLiberty.com, but you also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is also Walk for Liberty. And I've been watching the videos. I feel awful that you get all this cold weather. There's still snow on the ground out there in Oregon. It's raining. It's miserable. And we've got sunshine here in New Hampshire. Beautiful. And it's just lovely out. Wow. We were out for a bike ride today. I don't want to rub it in too much, but mm. I just feel bad sitting there. Oh, poor Will and his wife are just going through this torture. What? It's just amazing what you're doing for... Uh, for I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we just got out of the mountains, so we're on more flat ground now. And uh, I don't know if it's because of that or what, or just the weather's changed. But actually, it's pretty nice today. It's it's uh, probably in the, the low 70s, I would guess. Um, and I, I'm kind of wearing what I, I usually do, and I'm actually a little bit hot now. So uh, so you're doing this. What what was it that uh, that made you decide to take this route to New Hampshire as opposed to just packing up your stuff and, and moving out to New Hampshire from Hawaii? Why uh, this interim, you know, 2,000 mile or how, however long it is? I don't even know. What What is the actual length of the trip? Uh, we don't have our exact route planned out, but it'll probably be around 3,700 miles or so. Wow, 3,700. I was way off there. Okay. Yeah. 3,700 <laughs> miles. What was it that, you know, really sparked that in you, Will? Well, it, it was actually uh, my wife Brooke's idea originally. Hmm. Um, she was, um, I mean... I was wanting to, to quit my job because I was just kind of burnt out in it, and I, I knew it wasn't really something that I wanted to do. Uh, I mean, I've been working at it a while, but it wasn't really my passion, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to do something liberty-oriented, um, you know, make a contribution in that area, hopefully someday make money from it. Um, and she actually had the idea, I mean, because we were planning on moving to New Hampshire, I guess originally probably this fall, uh, what our original plans were. Um so she, and we were living in Hawaii, and she came up with the idea of, hey, why don't we walk from the West Coast to New Hampshire to get there, you know, when we move there? And I thought it was a great idea right from the beginning. It is a great idea. And I, have you gotten any attention outside of Free Talk Live and your YouTube views and your blog? Um, not so far. We've contacted um, several uh, media outlets in Portland. We haven't received any response yet, but we're hmm. still a little bit outside of Portland, so... Hopefully we'll get some response in that you know, before we get through. Don't forget the small towns. Uh, the small town newspapers they don't have uh, you know they don't have nearly as much to talk about that's going on in their town. Yeah, that's true. Portland, lots of things going on. Someone so. walking through mm-hmm. their town on a trek across America that's pretty newsworthy for a little a little burg, if you will. I think that's a great idea, Mark. And uh, especially that's you true. know and, uh, radio and, hosts. And there might actually well. be more liberty oriented people in the small towns that that would be interested. Yeah, definitely. In that idea. 
Well, that's what we understand from uh, from some of the people that have contacted us. We got on in uh, in Oregon recently on KMED in uh, Medford. And from what I understand, outside of the real urban zones, it's a very kind of, I don't know, more open, freedom, freedom-minded people tend to live out there. At least that's what I understand. So, yeah, it would certainly be worth doing that research and making those phone calls. And, of course, uh, contacting talk show hosts might be something you'll want to consider as well as you uh, go through their areas. Call the more, you know, contact uh, the, the morning show hosts or whatever the talk stations are in the area. They might, might find what you're doing interesting as well. And, you know, those kind of guys are always looking for an interview. Oh, that's a good idea. So keep like the local talk show host. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you're going to keep this up, and at this point, your estimated time of arrival is what, sometime in October or something like that as far as getting to New Hampshire? Um, yeah, October, November. We, we, we're still not up to our full, um, you know, estimated um, daily walking uh, amount of 20 to 30 or 20 to 25 miles a day. So depending on how long it takes us to get up to that, um, so I, I guess it's really kind of hard to estimate at this point. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd still like to shoot for at least November. Don't rush it, man. Don't <laughs> yeah. those, uh, those 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 blisters on your heels. They're they're tough. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Brooke's actually been having more problems because I had done some training in Hawaii before we left, but she wasn't really doing any. She wasn't even intending to walk the whole way. Um, well, that's what I was saying. When I was watching the videos uh, on your blog at walkforliberty.com, I you know watched the footage of her blisters, and I just thought, she's not the one that's supposed to walk across the country. She should take it easy and, and get better before she gets back out on the road, because you guys are traveling with a camper. Uh, you don't want anybody to get any uh, serious damage done. It's all it's going to be fun, but it's also kind of yeah. risky. So be safe out there, yeah, Will, and, and thank you for the call tonight, dude. We appreciate yeah. it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. That's dedication, man. That's an amazing uh, trek across America in order to promote liberty. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you are a Saturday-only radio listener and you've not heard our weekday program, we've got one. You can get six shows a week from us free online at freetalklive.com. In fact, if you've missed uh, some programming, you can go back for an entire year on us. There's no membership fee, and there's no jumping through hoops or logging in or having to look at advertisements or anything like that. I mean, we certainly have advertisements, but we don't force you to look at them in order to listen to the show like some other shows might. Uh, head over to freetalklive.com and grab the archives for free. That's freetalklive.com. He's the enemy of the state. He's the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, Freedom Engineer. The anarcho-capitalist adventure series continues at freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com. As we go to your phone calls, uh, coming up, LASIK is under attack by the FDA. We'll tell you about it. Jamie in Nova Scotia first. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jamie. Hi, gentlemen. How are you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, about a week ago, you guys mentioned that, well, I think it was you specifically, and that you had a problem with the term civil disobedience. Uh, that, to recap from the for the listeners... No, you I were, don't know uh, if I really have a problem with it, but uh, <laughs> some people have, have expressed that. Go ahead with your point, though. Well, you were discussing that the term sort of implied that you were doing something that was wrong. 
mm. that it was something that you shouldn't be doing. And you were trying to come up with a term that was better for that. That's right. We uh, had come up with, uh, without much brainstorming, doing the right thing. Right. Which um, I think you would ask somebody else what they thought of it, and they sort of said, well, it sounds kind of wishy-washy, a little bit vague. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to tell what you're really talking about when you say something like that. Yeah. Um, my thought was something along the lines of a liberty demonstration or a limit, liberty activity, something mm-hmm. to imply that you know, you're promoting the ideas of liberty. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't have quite the same negative connotation to it. Does that suggest, though, that that liberty only entails breaking the law? I wasn't trying to suggest that. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting you were trying to. I was just say, no, su- no, no. saying that you know, calling civil disobedience a liberty activity might no, suggest that. Don't even suggest that they're associated. Just that you're when you're talking about something that you're going to do that normally you would have referred to as civil disobedience because you didn't have another word for it. Mm. You would say it's a, a liberty activity because, or a liberty demonstration to let people know here are the concepts of liberty. Like, for example, your your poker or gambling tournament or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that would be a liber- liberty demonstration. You're showing people, hey, this is what you should do in a in a you know in a free society. There shouldn't be somebody coming in and saying I shouldn't be able to do this. I guess what you're saying is that uh, if as long as everything is peaceful and all is well, then that would be demonstrating that people can gamble without necessarily putting their house up for a mortgage or whatever, and that they can get on get along okay with one another in that in that instance. Right. Okay, that's an interesting idea. I like that. You know um, what, what you said about sort of a liberty activity. I it it, it uh, makes me what it makes me think of is is that uh, you know really you've got either liberty or government control because it's 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 somebody out there that's going to control you or you've got liberty. Those are the two things that are mm-hmm. you know that, that that's one side or the other, and that's the reason that uh, you know the the constitution put limits on the government and uh, the state constitutions put limits well, on tried. the state. They, they attempted to, um, and you know currently we have just a, a, a giant federal uh, bureaucracy. We have a lar- the largest military in the world. As a matter of fact, we spend more on our military than all other militaries combined. And it, wow. it and that, you know wow. that, that money goes to show that we don't have liberty in the United States anymore. The concepts of freedom that but this Mark, country I was we told, were founded on. But wait a minute, what I thought it was because of the military that we're free. I thought it was because of the military that we're free to sit here on the air and spout off our liberty-oriented nonsense. I think that the uh, the servant has become the master. Hmm. Any other thoughts for us, Jamie? Well, one other thing that I wanted to uh, to comment on was. Um, the whole September 11th thing. Okay. I, I I know you've you've discussed this you know all uh, over the place, and I, I know your viewpoints on it. I'm not trying to dredge that up. Okay. It was more the the end game thing. You would ask for a comment saying, you know, what do you see as as an end game for investigating the whole September 11th the, thing? Yeah, this is generally the question that we'll ask any of the conspiracy crowd that calls in on the the 9/11 thing because it seems uh, pointless to uh, debate over factoids because I don't know what the facts are and I don't claim to know and I don't care. And so I, I want to know what it is that they want. You know, what is it they think they're going to get down the line if indeed they can convince enough people that their conspiracy is true. Exactly. And I, I have to say right off the bat that I'm not a truther. I've seen some of the videos. They're intriguing. They're certainly pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I... I sort of started thinking about as a result of those things sort of leads me to what I think of as the end game for a 9-11 truther. And that's essentially pointing out to people that government doesn't work. If government's capable of doing 
this whole September 11th thing, then they shouldn't be in power at all. There's but no that's not what they're pursuing, doing. But that's right? not what the truthers do. They call for change. That. They call for uh, they they want to put their people in. They want to put they, a lot of them believe in the idea of good government. They believe that this government's evil. But they believe that if their folks and the people that are on their side could get in, you know, Ron Paul is something, someone they got behind. And we like Ron Paul. Right. I, I believe but, in good government. But they believe that they can change this beast. They believe that they can, you know, make the leopard change its spots, so to speak. And the fact is government, by its nature, if it is not operating on a voluntary basis, cannot be good. And that's not the message they're spreading one iota. Um. Well... I can't really have an opinion on that because I don't really follow the, the tr truth. Is really, I was thinking more of a potential end game that makes sense for the investigation. Just because, you know, I, I'm positive that the American people would be infuriated if it really came to light. Like, let's say that they did find 100% proof mm. that there that 9/11 uh, was an inside job. That they use that as a way of using the American taxpayers' money to fund a war that was really completely unwarranted. Okay, okay, I see where you're coming from on that. I can understand how you feel, but let me let's let's go back, you know, another 30 years uh, back to the Vietnam War. I guess almost 40 years at this point. Uh, but let's go back to the Vietnam War, which was started in the Gulf of uh, with the Gulf of Tonkin event, which is a, f a fabricated occurrence. It did not actually happen the way they claimed it did, and they used the Gulf of Tonkin as their excuse to go to war. And then 58 was it 55 or 58,000 American uh, men died over in Vietnam in yet another completely useless war. So even more Americans have died uh, in the Vietnam War as, a, as compared to the uh, the Iraq conflict. So, I mean, why weren't Americans so upset then? I mean, certainly Americans have heard that the Gulf of Tonkin, many Americans must have heard by now that that was fabricated, but yet they aren't upset. They haven't done anything uh, significantly different. They've still continued to vote for Republicans and Democrats. Why do you believe, if you believe, that 9-11 would be so much more important to Americans? The reason I believe that Americans would respond to that differently is because Americans saw this as an affront to themselves that they got attacked on their soil, whereas Vietnam wasn't that. It was sending people off to go fight a war that they didn't really know much about until after the fact. And not only that, but, I mean, how much are you guys getting into debt over this war compared to the Vietnam War? Like, yeah. I mean, it's almost to a point where you're not going to recover from it. I, I see where you're coming from. I just think that Americans don't really remember much more than what happened, uh, you know, like a month ago or four That's weeks true. ago. And I don't, I just... Maybe I'm just more pessimistic about how much Americans care about that sort of thing, but thank you for the call. And either way, I don't think the 9-11 truth thing is at all something we should be talking about. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the Sinkle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include, by the way, the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. 
Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Or working out and eating right, no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad, fad diet roller coaster and forever check out notfatanymore.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want to talk about. Jeremy in Montana is listening on KGEZ. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, I was uh, wanting to talk about something I know you're deathly concerned about, Ian. What's that? Calm trail. Oh, jeez. No, I'm kidding. Oh, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> should okay. know me better than that by now. I don't know, man. You never, I never know what to expect. Go ahead. It could, it could be true, but you know, it's not worth going into. I want to talk about. We had a good time last night. A bunch of the Edge listeners got together and had karaoke, and I don't know, probably fifty, seventy-five people showed up. That's probably KG Easy Remote. So wait, was yeah, was this a station event or was this just the listeners yeah. organized something? No, it was, uh, well, it was kind of the listeners and the station all together, or actually the guy that does karaoke at uh, Los Caporales, he set it all up. Man, Mark, you would have loved to have been at that, wouldn't you? I would. Mark is such a uh, karaoke buff. Uh, well, you know, there's uh, I couldn't believe there's only like four or five of us out of the whole bunch that would actually get up there and sing. Did you Did you sing? Were, were you one of them? Oh, yeah. What did you, what did you sing? See, I sang um, the Ballad Ira Hayes by Johnny Cash. Hmm. I sang. Uh, I imagine there's Eddie a Rose. lot of country out there in uh, Montana when you go to karaoke. Well, yeah, and it ended up being a little much. That's why we left early. I'm not a big, great big. I like Johnny Cash and yeah. stuff, but I'm not a big, big, you know, country fan. But gotcha. it's okay. Mark likes but, to uh, sing uh, Monster Magnet songs. Oh, I also do. Uh, oh, and the, the quick-speaking songs. What are those? What's that band? Bare Naked Ladies? Bare Naked Ladies yeah. is one. Uh, one. But I, I also do uh, a Johnny Cash song. It's, uh, oh, shoot. the Ring of Fire? No, the, no? the, the, the one where, yeah. uh, I don't know, the train and uh, going by the full <laughs> prison blues. I wanted to do some uh, social distortion, but they didn't have it. I any. bet they didn't. <laughs> hey, you, you don't anyway. sound too drunk tonight. Uh, you been drinking yet? Uh, just two or three. Just two or three. All right, man. Well, have a yeah. have a good rest of your night, hey, man, and thank Ian, you for the call. I, I had, hmm? Ian. Yeah. I had one other thing. Yeah, uh, go. Uh, I wanted to know. I know I don't like it, but they had the uh, that where the shark attacks where they said on public beaches where they're actually going to arrest people if they go in the water. Where is this? San Over Diego. There. San Diego. Cali- yeah, San Diego. Wow, that's so, crazy. Uh, I mean, if you want to go on the beach and. Or go in the water. I mean, isn't that your own responsibility? It should be. You're right. You're right. Thank you for the call, Jeremy. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Maybe people should be made aware that there was a great white, uh, you know, attack not too long ago, uh, a couple days, a couple days yesterday, Mm -hmm. something like that, in San Diego. But to arrest people for going in the water? I don't know. I mean, at, at that point, you can tell them you're going in the water at your own risk. Our, uh, you know, cute blonde uh, lifeguards and uh, you know red one pieces are not going to run out you. and save you, just like you saw in Baywatch. It's not mm. going to happen. So you know, good luck out there with the uh, great white jaws mauling you. Yeah, I'll stick to the pool. Thanks very much. Uh, we we grew up in Florida, Mark. So the beach for us, I mean, at least for me, is oh the beach. Okay, I've been there before. It's sandy. Uh, you kind of get used to it. It's something you end up taking for granted. And 
the more you, uh, the more time you spend around the beach, the more just awful things you'll see happen, like red tide. That's just disgusting. And then uh, there was one time my dad was actually, I was out with my family at the beach when I was a kid, and they tell you when you uh, live in Florida. I don't know if they have stingrays in other places. I'm sure they do in the tropical areas. Shuffle your feet. They say, shuffle your feet, and that'll make it so the stingrays, if they're down there, will move out of your way. Well, my dad insisted he was shuffling his feet, and he got a barb right in the heel of his foot. And, boy, did that ruin his day. I bet it did. Had to go to a walk-in clinic, and, oh, it was awful. You know, about swimming out where the sharks are, I I used to, uh, for exercise uh, during the summer one year, I decided, you know, I'm scared of going out too far in the water in in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of hammerhead sharks. I'm scared of sharks in general. I'm scared of the things that are in the water. So... I'm going to go out every single day, and I'm going to swim out as far, you know, uh, I'm going to swim out straight out from the shore, mm-hmm. and then swim back as my exercise. Actually, three, because you're three scared, you were going to sw- swim mm-hmm. out where you're scared. Right, it was I, like getting over your fears or sure. something. Push your I boundaries, see. you know. Gotcha. And uh, three times, three times, I uh, three times a week, I did that, and um, I'd get out farther and farther. And I'm scared of driving into oncoming traffic, but I haven't really decided to push my boundaries there. Yeah, well, uh, it's a it's a fear of nothing when you're in the water. It's very unlikely. As a matter of fact, the only time I had any kind of danger is a speedboat almost ran over my head. Oh, really? So it wasn't wow. the critters under the water. It was the it was the the hairless pink monkeys riding around in their little boats above the water that almost killed me. Right. And that could have happened going across the street. So. So what was the point you were going to make? Was it that you were almost well, killed by a Well, just saying that, that, that I managed to overcome my fears, and I said, the lifeguards had said, you can, as a matter of fact, they wanted to tell me that. Oh, really? Um, somebody did at one point say, you're not allowed to go out that far. Thanks for your concern. <laughs> <laughs> I was going out farther than the little buoys were. I, I'm going to swim. Thank you very much. We I can, can swim to Mexico. None of your business. We continue with your phone calls. Go to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. You know what the definition of... Government is a gang of people ruling by threat of force. Government is a bunch of gun-toting goons in bulletproof vests carrying out orders from a bunch of fat, stupid, ugly old ladies that watch soap operas and play bingo and read tabloids and don't know the metric system. That's as good as anyone else's. <laughs> now, a few days ago, one of these fat, stupid, ugly old ladies... That doesn't know uh, the metric you know, system. Uh, well, at the end of a soap opera, she got up to bring in the mail. And mm-hmm. what's oh, these darn politicians trying to tell me where they stand on the issues? Like, I'm supposed to care where the candidates stand on the issues. Throw this right in the trash. And what's this? Oh, they're having a sale on chocolate fudge. And I can get back in time for bingo. Oh, I got to go. So she drives off to the mall and goes shopping. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the chocolate fudge, of course. And on her way back, driving down the interstate, she sees this sign that says, Springfield, 62 miles, 100 kilometers. Okay. By the way, the dictionary says you have two choices there. You can say it either way or you can say it either way, kilometers or kilometers. kilometers. Okay. But uh, either way or either way. Uh, and she gets home, all, all freaking out, right, fires off an angry letter to a congressman, do not vote for the metric system. Do not vote for the metric system. I'll never be able to handle it. I'm too stupid, and this is America. And Okay, so she fires off the letter, because she'll never be able to handle the metric system, you see. Uh-huh. And then, of course, she unpacks the stuff she bought, like her two-liter tonic, okay? <laughs> uh, here, here in New England, by the way, Free State Project members need to know that here in New England, tonic is something you drink, not something you pour on your hair. Gotcha. Okay. 
And uh, let's see, her 15 ampere fuses, her 75 watt bulbs, 35 millimeter film, and last but not least, the 1,000 milligram vitamin C tablets. That's what it says on the label, 1,000 milligrams. She probably doesn't know how big that is either. Yeah, well, see, you know why it says 1,000 milligrams? Because that's how they measure that? Well, it, it, there's a name for 1,000 milligrams. Because it's a gram. One gram, mm -hmm. but, but they know that the fat, stupid, ugly old ladies would see, oh, this is only one gram, and the other brand has 500 milligrams. Oh, I'm going to buy the other brand because <laughs> they're stupid. And that's okay. The well, somebody's got to be dumb, right? You know, that's okay. The problem is that they vote in our elections. That is the problem. It seems to me that uh, usually in the elections, you can count on the government people coming out to vote for themselves and to vote themselves more largesse uh, from the taxpayer. It seems like they, they own the elections. And, Tom, thanks for the call tonight. Interesting. He calls in to beat some interesting drums, doesn't he, Mark? Uh, I'm for the metric system, but I don't think that the government should be involved in it at all. I think that the, it should be completely market-based. Yeah. In the same way that some the vitamin C tablets measure in milligrams, but uh, they sell me my pasta in pounds. But I don't think it is market-based on some products. Probably, like, if you're importing, you probably have to put... I'm sure it's not on uh, road signs. System. More on the way. You take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is your show. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then buy some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Just head on over to store.freetalklive.com and purchase Free Talk Live t-shirts, hats, hoodies. We've also got free marketeer flags and t-shirts as well. And more products. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. Well, it's finally happened. What's that? The federal government is investigating LASIK surgery. Well, LASIK surgery. I, we we do know the Reagan quote uh, there that when it uh, comes to uh, you know what the government, how the government sees things, if, if it moves, tax it; if it keeps moving, regulate it; and if it stops moving, subsidize it. I am surprised LASIK has uh, gone so long, so untouched as it has been. I'm sure there's some level of control. I don't know what it is. I'm not a LASIK doctor, and I don't know any of them personally. If you are and you want to comment, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But now they've decided to step in. According to the Associated Press, a decade after LASIK surgery hit the market, patients left with fuzzy instead of clear vision are airing their grievances before federal health officials. Make no mistake, most LASIK recipients do walk away with crisper vision, some better than 2020. But not everyone's a good candidate, and an unlucky few do suffer life-changing side effects. Poor vision, painful dry eyes, glare, or problems seeing at night. How big are the risks? Well, the Food and Drug Administration thinks about 5% of patients are dissatisfied with LASIK. How many struggle daily with side effects? How many are just unhappy that they couldn't completely ditch their glasses? The range of effects on patients' quality of life is a big unknown. So with a public hearing uh, yesterday, the FDA is beginning a new effort to determine if warnings about LASIK's risks are appropriate. The agency also is pairing with eye surgeons for a major study expected to enroll hundreds of LASIK patients to better understand who has bad outcomes and exactly what their complaints are. According to the uh, bureaucrats, clearly there's a group who are not satisfied and do not get the kind of results they expect. 
The study should help us predict who those patients might be before they have the procedure. About 7.6 million Americans have undergone some form of laser vision correction, including a 2,000 per eye LASIK. It's quick and, if no problems occur, painless. Doctors cut a flap in the cornea, the clear covering of the eye, aim a laser underneath it, and zap to reshape the cornea for sharper sight. The vast majority of patients, 95%, see better, and they're happy they had LASIK, according to one of the doctors. But they advise against LASIK for one in four people who seek the surgery. Their pupils may be too large or corneas too thin, or they may have some other condition that can increase the risk of a poor outcome. Now, Julia, my girlfriend, has been researching LASIK recently. She's had vision problems since uh, being a very young lady, and she'd like to correct it very much, and LASIK is interesting. Hang the butt wearing glasses all yeah. the time. And I've had two girlfriends that have had LASIK. It's uh, It's affordable. And so she's been looking into it, and, you know, the fact is, it's no secret that 5% of people are unsatisfied, that there are side effects for some people, that there are complications and problems. It's surgery. They tell you this when you go in to get consulted. When I went to get my vasectomy, I was told that while the vasectomy is the most frequently done and safest of all male operations... It's still an operation. And any time you go under the the knife, there's a chance, albeit maybe a small one, there is a chance something's going to mess up or you're not going to be able to take it or whatever the, you know, whatever the problem is, there's, there's always a chance. You could even die if you go and uh, have a vasectomy done. I mean, it's possible. It doesn't happen really very often, I'm sure. I'm sure it's very rare. But it's possible. And they tell you these things up front. And so as a as an individual who has the freedom to choose things in our in our daily lives, I was given the opportunity to to say no and say no, nah, you know what? It's not worth the risk for me. I'm going to just go home and keep my uh my innards the way they are. I don't really need this surgery, so I'm just going to nah, forget about it. I could have done that, but I chose to go under the knife and take that risk. Similarly, these people choosing LASIK were made aware of the risks. They had a consult- consultation done beforehand. It's not like you just walk into the office and they, oh, lay down. All right, let's get the laser out here. No, there's a con- consultation. They check you out, and they tell you what you're looking at, and they tell you what the process is going to be like, and you're informed of everything. So how these people can be so upset after the fact, you were warned. Well, it's disappointment, and it's uh, it, it's it's expectations. Um, you know, if you're if you're not part of that 95% that is able to see, you know, that 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 has no complications, it's it's a disappointing. And I think sure. that um, these LASIK surgeons uh, often, it seems to me that they got a huge money machine that's going on. Mm-hmm. They uh, they got the system. Yeah, they got the system going. Bam, bam, bam. And what they don't do is they don't do follow up. They don't, um, you know, they don't. For, for people that have problems, really, they yeah, they don't do anything for you. It's like, oh well, you paid your money, you got your operation. See you later. And that's the problem is they've got these big money machines. They could care less and you know they they're getting as far as i'm concerned they're getting what they deserve they're members of the ama they're they're um you know they, they kiss the fda's ring and uh if the fda's coming down on them like a hammer of god fine because i i, I can tell you that so my you're girlfriend me that was, i had one of these girlfriends that was one of this these five percent and the doctor told her to go take a flying leap really yes there's customer service for you, pal. Well, I, so now, I don't know if it's fair now to is, say they're all that way. I'm Mark. not saying they all either are either, but uh, you know, hey, how come they aren't? How come some of the LASIK surgeons aren't running ads that say insured? Hey, 
What's that? I'd, I'd like to see them insure their services. That would be nice, right? Insur- insurance would be great. How come some of them aren't running ads and saying, they know that 5% is out there and they know they're dissatisfied. Come in. Let us look at the other doctor's surgery. Maybe we can do something for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nothing. Not, not doing anything. They're getting what, you know, I, I'm not saying it's good that what the government's doing. Yeah. But, you know, if you run, if you run rampant out there, somebody's going to try to rein you in. And one of the ways they're going to try to do that is government. Well, you know, if that's if what you're saying is true, and this is a widespread problem with uh, the doctors just leaving people in the gutter, I can like only that, tell you about one doctor. But yeah, well, you made I, it, you made it sound like it was a widespread but problem. They, but but do you see uh, do you see the commercials? They're out there advertising, I don't advertising. Watch TV. They have huge. Uh, come on, they've been doing the commercials for ten years. You haven't seen a television in ten I probably years. Probably saw one at some um, point. You know, they have these huge, huge offices that they do these out of. They're just, they're, they're granite and steel, palatial things. Mm-hmm. They're making a lot of money doing these. Um, the people that are doing LASIK surgery are making a lot. Good, they should got, make a lot of money. They're helping people see again. If they're helping, helping some people see again, they should follow up on their work. They should do a better job of well, that. The doctors I've gone to uh, in the past, uh, and it's been very rare, but uh, the people I've known that have gone to doctors, a lot of time they do follow up. So I don't know. I, I think well, it's not you know, fair one, to say they should do this up and isn't they should do the that. The whole thing. You know, I mean, the, the the problem is, is you know, it takes a while to heal from this. You don't know how long the glare at night's going to last. A year later, you still got glare. I, I really do think that you should be able to call the doctor and say, "Look, I've got some glare going on here. What can you do for me?" Mm. No, I agree with you. That I mean, should you be part of the service. Well, if 7.6 but they million... they don't want to hear, hear from you. At least this doctor sure well, didn't. Well, you know, if there are 7.6 million people that have gotten this done in America alone, that's that's a lot of people. I mean, if it's if it's 5% that are unhappy, that's three, you know, almost half a million people that are dissatisfied with the service. So that's a significant market segment. You would think there'd be some response out there to say that or, or there would be some sort of guarantee level where you could go in and say, okay, they're going to tell you, look, this is risky, this might not work for you, uh, and then you could say, well, if it doesn't work, then what? You mean people aren't asking that question? If it doesn't work, then what? Well, okay, if it doesn't work, then come back in, we'll try to fix it, or we'll send you to get some surgery done, or we're going to, well, you know, if it doesn't easy, work, too bad. You know, that's easy, what you no, get no. With, a with a $900 LASIK. It's or easy to believe them when they say, well, you know, it's, it's probably not going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who wants to believe it's going to be them? 95%? Well, I understand what you're saying, Mark, but there are some people out there that are very concerned about that sort of a risk level. A 5% risk is a relatively high one. There are some people, and they're not getting LASIK. Okay. 1-800-259-9231. I don't think that the uh, the federal government should be stepping in here at all. I think that if there is a problem, well, we have, then the a, we have a huge convolu- convoluted um, system with the Food and Drug Administration and the AMA being uh, you know this 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 uh, government sanctioned union for doctors. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is do do away with all of that. But the problem is currently that's what we've got. So what do we do about that, Ian? Well, like you said, get rid of it all. Get rid of the no. FDA and let the marketplace uh, handle itself. It's going to be a big, big sea change for us to get rid of the FDA and the AMA. I'm f- I'm for it. Uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the AMA should exist, but the they shouldn't have the FDA as their uh, attack dog. Well, uh, you know, anybody should be able to get out there and offer services. The AMA can exist, but they, we should allow uh, nurses, for instance, should be allowed to g- get out there and and offer similar things because many nurses can do the things that doctors can do. It's just that they aren't allowed to unless there's a doctor present, uh, for instance. So there's all kinds of silly rules on the system. That Not LASIK, but I mean other things. 
Yeah, we're talking generally. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of silly rules on the system that, that should be changed. But if you, uh, you know, maybe you work in the LASIK field and you can comment on this because I, I get the feeling, I, I find it hard to believe that it, all LASIK doctors are that hardcore, that uh, cold-hearted towards their patients. More coming up, though. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is on the way. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up anything toll-free. This is the live Saturday edition, 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We will rejoin the phone calls here in a moment. I just wanted to continue the LASIK conversation briefly. For those of you, uh, for those of you just turning in or tuning in, we were talking moments ago that about the FDA investigating the LASIK business because apparently uh, 5%, at most 5% of the people that undergo the LASIK procedure are dissatisfied. Now, we were talking a little further during the break, Mark, and you admitted that a, a significant majority of that 5% are probably people that didn't get to see as well as they had hoped right. they would get to see. I did explain that it was, uh, you know, it was about expectations. Um, it was, uh, you know, disappointment. Okay, and you had said before that you had a real problem with the way at least you were treated or your girlfriend at the time was treated by one of these LASIK doctors, and but then you sort of proceeded to, like... Basically, you you'd suggested they kicked her to the curb after she was uh, done with the procedure, and she wasn't satisfied, and they didn't care. And, and you made it kind of sound like that was a problem with the industry, even though it was just that one experience you had. And so I did a little searching during the uh, the news break there, and sure enough, they have guarantees in the LASIK business. There's a lot of doctors out there that do offer guaranteed service. They offer what's called the 2020 guarantee, where you go wow. in... And you get the procedure done. And, of course, you know, they warn you. They say, hey, look, you know, this might not work right for you. There's a chance this might not work for you. You go through with the procedure. And if afterwards you don't have 20-20 or better vision, the procedure is free. So that's a pretty good guarantee. And I think that would take care of most of those. I would agree. Most of those objections. Because only a very now, small in, percentage. In my girlfriend's, uh, actually, she was my fiancé at the time. Mm-hmm. In her case, she did, she does have 20-20 vision currently. Um, she got 2020 vision out of LASIK surgery. What she got was, you know, glare and halos after the uh, after the event. It was d- difficult for her to drive. And mm. the the pr- but the problem there is is there's nothing she can do about that. You know, it's it's not like she can pop on a pair of glasses and yeah. see at night or anything like that. I'm sure she's over time figured out ways to uh, sort of work around it. But mm. you know, imagine being a 25 year old girl who can never drive again at night. It's difficult. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark, but I, it's hard for me to to uh, to really empathize with these people because they were warned up front. It's not like they didn't know that there could be complications. So as far as I'm concerned, if they've been warned up front and they've decided to waive that and take the risk and have the operation done, obviously it was worth it to them. Taking that risk, they said to themselves, hmm, 
Okay, on one hand, I've got my current vision, which sucks. I hate glasses. I don't like contacts. I don't like dealing with all the crap I have to deal with. On the other hand, I've got this operation that could help me, but it's got a chance. It's got a chance of going wrong. It's got a chance of of, uh, complications. The chance is very small. Which one do I choose? Hey, you got the freedom to choose that choice for yourself, and now you're going to run to mommy government to complain about it to them in hopes that they'll whip the industry into shape? I mean, what are they going to do? What's the government going to do here anyway? Besides come in and start charging people money. I don't have any idea what the government's going to do other than regulate it, and yeah. reg- regulations don't work. I'm, I'm with you on that. But um, what I can tell you is, is that off, you know, people get the government they deserve, right? And there's some, there's some guys out there in the LASIK industry, and I don't know how many of them, mm-hmm. um, likely the ones that have the guarantee, are responding to the jerks out there. That's what it would sound if like, this, yeah. If this guy who's, you know, just, you know, huge granite office, beautiful place, just one, you know, making all kinds of money, mm-hmm. if he would have given her one more consultation, if he would have said, come in and talk to me, talk to, you know, one of my experts about this, see what we can do... You know, she would have felt worlds better. Hmm. But instead, she felt kicked to the curb. Yeah. I can understand. Customer service is a huge part of doing business. Of course it is. If you want to get someone else through that door... And you want to treat all your customers right. Word of mouth is the most uh, the, the most effective form of advertising. And he's gotten some really bad advertising because of this girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, people people talk. And right. if you leave your customers with this kind of feeling, you know, just like you better pay, and I'm out of here. He's a bad businessman. There's he no is. doubt about that. But I don't think it's fair, and that's why I wanted to revisit this. I didn't think it was fair of you to sit there and paint the entire industry with that brush. It's just not fair. It's clear to me that the guarantees that are out there, as you say, are in a response to some of the bad guys. And, you know, in any business, there are going to be people that are questionable, that aren't going to know what the hell they're doing when it comes to customer service. And in the long run, it will wash out, you know. At least people that are getting their service done there are at least getting the job done, even if the customer service sucks. And so still, most people are satisfied with their LASIK. There's no reason for the government to get involved. Because the government hasn't been involved for the last decade is why LASIK is... I'm looking here on the uh, Google, and, and I'm seeing 500 bucks an eye. 500 bucks an eye some places. That's I mean, cheap. Depends on where you are. It she paid go, 2500 but it's been you know years. Well, I've point. heard it can still go as high as three, so I don't know what the different factors are there, but now they've got the guarantees, and the technology keeps getting better, and it keeps getting cheaper, and it's because there's very, very little regulation, whereas the rest of the medical field is very heavily regulated, and so they, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't evolve as fast as the LASIK world does, or the dental world, or the veterinary world. I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. So uh, so the solution is not to have the government do its little investigation, because we all know where that's going to end up. The government's going to say, hmm, looks like uh, we've got some unsatisfied customers here. We're going to have to regulate you, which means that now you're going to have to pass all kinds of tests for the government, and it's going to cost thousands of dollars, and that means you have to raise your rates. And so you're going to watch. As the government gets involved, the LASIK rates, you could probably chart it. You could probably watch the LASIK uh, costs go down and down and down over the last decade, and then if government decides to Boink. bump in, you're right about that. Then you're going to see the costs go up, and service isn't going to get better because the government's involved. Why would that happen? Can the government hop in into the business, make it so LASIK works better? No, um, the only way you're right. The, the, the market has responded to uh, the, the service, you know, problem that I pointed out in the LASIK industry. Um, at least my experience with it, they have responded. That's with, what with the market guarantees. does. Yes, it does. It responds to consumer demand. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Steve in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Hey guys, how you doing? What's tonight? on your mind? Good. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, legal aliens. Okay. And, uh, how to figure that whole situation out now? How to what the situation? 
the illegal alien situation. Yeah, what about it? Um, I want to I want to figure it out. I want to okay. How do we keep them? You know. Well, uh, I, I, uh, first of all, I think that uh, the solution is to get rid of the INS or whatever it's called, ICE, the Bureau of Immigration. Get rid of those guys because. In a free country where people should be able to live their lives how they want without harming anybody else, you should be free to come and go as you choose, wherever it was that you uh, were pushed out of your mother's But we should get rid of, of welfare, womb. because there's no reason that I should be paying for somebody. Um, yeah, get rid it, of that, too. Right. Uh, there, there, we should uh, not be responsible for... I shouldn't be responsible for ed- educating their children. Get rid of government schools, schools. Yep. School system. Uh, we should get rid of laws that require uh, you know hospitals that you know have to treat people in their emergency rooms, where they essentially go in, get free medical treatment, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, they never pay, and essentially all the rest of us have to pay more as a result. So that's our solution. I, well, I think we have differing uh, opinions on this. Okay, okay. go I ahead. Think we should put them on an island, uh, then make them fight each other gladiator style. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be televised on pay-per-view? Live in the U.S. Wait a second. Are you talking about? Uh, are, are you talking about the illegal aliens or the politicians? <laughs> oh well, uh, I think illegal aliens because politicians are awesome. Yeah, EBV, baby, EBV. Thanks for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. He didn't get out. It was the cranker. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of course he is. Let's move on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bring up anything. There's been a conflict out in Wyoming, Mark, and you've got the story. Cop versus cop. What's happening? <laughs> Wyoming sheriffs put feds in their place. Here's About a, damn time. Yeah, from uh, James W. Von Bruin. Here's one the mainstream media isn't going to tell you. County sheriffs in Wyoming are demanding that federal agents actually abide by the Constitution or face arrest. Even better, the U.S. District Court agreed, according to Keen Free Press. The New York, uh, excuse me, the court decision was the result of a suit against both the BATF and the IRS by Mattis and other members of the Wyoming Sheriffs Association. The suit in the Wyoming Federal Court District sought restoration of the protections of the Constitution, the Wyoming Constitution, and guess what? The district court ruled in the favor of the sheriffs. In fact, they stated Wyoming is a sovereign state. Awesome. And the duly elected sheriff of a county is the highest law enforcement official within a county. And, you know, this is, it's so often that uh, sheriffs will really just, you know, tell their guys, ah, don't worry, do whatever the feds say. Oh, they that kind of thing. No, they yeah. absolutely do. And are you telling me some uh, you know, FBI agent that has been hired by a bureaucr- bureaucracy, he's just a bureaucrat, is is a higher law enforcement official than the elected sheriff? Apparently Hell not no. in Wyoming. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. If there's more about that story, we'll mm-hmm. get into that. Plus, a Christian license plate in Florida? This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free. It is the live Saturday show. Toll-free number 800-259-9231 is Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 2,000 listeners, over 340,000 posts. Lots to talk about, and it's all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. BBS.freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, living trusts. Excuse me. Living wills also use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. Let's continue the story that you started a few moments ago, Wyoming, where uh, – was it the Supreme Court of Wyoming that made this decision, Mark? 
It was actually a uh, it was a district court, uh, excuse me, a circuit court uh, that that represented Wyoming and I'm sure quite quite a few other states. Oh, okay, so it's the Ninth Circuit, U.S. District, excuse oh. me. Okay, district court in Wyoming has said that the sheriff is the highest law enforcement law enforcement officer in any given county, and that they have no obligation whatsoever. Let's see if I've got this straight. They yep. have no obligation whatsoever to obey or work with the feds. Well, it says that he is, uh, that, it is uh, that Wyoming is a sovereign state. Duly elected sheriff is the county's highest law enforcement official within a county, and his uh, law enforcement powers exceed that of any other state or federal official. What's what was it that precipitated this controversy? Um, what brought this about? It, well, yeah, let me read a little farther. The court confirms and asserts that the uh, duly elected sheriff of a county is the highest law enforcement official in the county, and the law enforcement powers exceeding that of any other state or federal official. And you. Uh, thought the 10th Amendment was dead and buried. Well, not in Wyoming. Hmm. Not yet. Bighorn County Sheriff Dave Mathis comments, if a sheriff doesn't want the feds in his county, he has the constitutional right and power to keep them out. Hell yeah. I can't even live here, punks. Or ask them to leave <laughs> or retain them in custody. I'm nice. reacting in response to the actions of federal employees who have attempted to deprive citizens of my county of their privacy, their liberty, and their property without regard for constitutional safeguards. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, I hope more sheriffs... this guy? <laughs> this Dave, Dave Mattis. Good, good for Dave. County Sheriff Dave Mattis of uh, Bighorn County in uh, uh, Wyoming. Hmm. I'm sure there's a grand total of 3,000 people in Bighorn County. So does County. this mean that, that, that this is probably true in all states? Yeah, oh, Mark? absolutely it is. So this, therefore, this is now, uh, this, Mark this Edge is for sheriff. Mark right. Edge for Cheshire County Sheriff. I'm for that. You could kick those DEA scumbags out of here and they'll never be able to come back. I hope that more sheriffs all across America will join us in protecting their... You know what a sheriff could do? A sheriff could change things entirely. A sheriff doesn't have to incarcerate anybody who's uh, been... Uh, you could just know, stop a, enforcing the war on drugs. Well, you can stop enforcing it, but the, the, the city, the town cops could still arrest people for drugs, but mm-hmm. you don't have to incarcerate them. The sheriff holds the keys to the, uh, the, the jail. So, oh, really? So the sheriff could basically say to the city cops, he could say, well, y'all can go and arrest these folks, but you're not putting them in my jail. Right? Or you can release them the next day or whatever. Uh-huh. Now, there may be some, you know, there may be some court cases to, to so, refine it. But, but wait, if the sheriff is the highest law enforcement official, wouldn't his yeah, diktats yeah. essentially fall down upon any city department? So he could basically say, you guys better cut this crap out or I'll fire your your chief or whatever. And I don't think that you can, I, I mean, you could arrest the... Uh, the arrest the chief, the police the, chief? The police chief. That'd if be you awesome. But uh, that sounds like it's going a little crazy. I think that the, like fun to me. the best way to, to do is have a little little coffee with. I the, like uh, it when they. I like it when the bureaucrats say, hey, fight. I like it when they fight with one another. Yeah, me too. I hope uh, that more sheriffs across the America will join us in protecting right. their citizens from illegal activities. The IRS, the EPA, the Hell BATF, yeah. and the FBI, and any other federal agency that's operating outside the confines of constitutional law. As far as I'm concerned, the existence of the IRS, the EPA, the BTA, BATF, and the FBI are outside of the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows them. Therefore, um, you yeah. know, since th- those powers aren't allowed to the Constitution... Stay in D.C. That's what would happen. That'd be awesome if, like, all the sheriffs in America, this is totally never going to happen, but if the sheriffs in America uh, kicked all the federal agents out of their counties and the only place they were allowed to stay was in D.C., I'd be okay with that. You guys hang out in D.C., have all the government you want there, but I'm not interested in having it uh, over here. 
I and think the, and the EPA, great. you know, my God, yeah. they're they're a pain. You know, they've got their their super funds uh, things, and you know, they just make it so difficult to build on your land. Not that I think that you know politics is the solution, but when I hear things like this, it's worth talking about because there, it, there is occasionally a little bit of good news out there. There occasionally is one good guy, and if this guy wasn't enforcing the war on drugs as well, and he wasn't doing piddly traffic well, crap, listen, then what he it'd is be doing, perfect. He, uh, Mattis uh, here says, employees, I'd pay for that voluntarily. Employees of the IRS and the EPA are no longer welcome in Big Horn County. Sweet. Employees of the IRS are no longer welcome in Big Horn County. Damn. There are no taxes in Bighorn County. From here on out, um, federal income tax is voluntary, while you know, Mattis' sheriff, is, sheriff so. is in yeah. Bighorn County. It's pretty awesome. Okay. Um, and and I, lo- I love that. The, uh, the implications are huge. But it e- gets even bigger, since the judge stated that the sheriff is, has the law enforcement powers exceeding that of any other state or federal official. The Wyoming sheriffs are flexing their muscles. They're demanding access to all BATF files. Hmm. Why? So as to rectify the agency is not, uh, uh, excuse me, verify that the agency is not violating provisions of Wyoming law that prohibit the registration of firearms or the keeping of a registry of firearm owners. So wait, are they checking up on the agents? Yes, they're checking up on the agency. <laughs> the sheriffs are also demanding the federal agencies immediately cease the seizure of private property and the impounding of private bank accounts without regard to due process in Wyoming state wow, courts. Wow, that's awesome, dude. That, but that even deserves a little round of applause. They're stopping asset forfeiture? Yes. This case impressive. is not some amusing mountain melodrama. This is a big deal. This case is yet uh, further evidence that the Tenth Amendment is not totally dead. And just just for the Americans listening that don't happen to have their Bill of Rights handy, I'm going to read the Tenth Amendment because okay. they don't even teach this one in school. No, they don't. You, uh, if, if you memorize it, they never tell you what it means or anything mm-hmm. like that. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. That means the ones that are in the Constitution, the powers that are in the Constitution... Um, nor prohibited to it, uh, no pro- prohibited by uh, it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Basically, if it's not written in the Constitution, the federal government can't do it. And the BATF, the F, you know, FBI, the CIA, but all they this do stuff, it anyway. Yeah, they they do right. because and no nobody's one calls holding them, on them, it. them to it. But so what the you're saying here, the power of government rely you know, in the United States lies with the states, not the federal government. Well, that's because the states created the United States, right? It was right. A creation. It's United States. Yeah. So uh, so basically, the Tenth Amendment does still exist as long as there's some local government people that are willing to invoke it and willing to to make a stand for their sovereignty. If you believe governments can have sovereignty. Uh, certainly, local governments are are more legitimate on the scale of illegitimacy than uh, than the federal government. So I think this is good news. It's also good news uh, for the secession movement, which we are in strong support of here in New Hampshire. I mean, I'm, if you're, I'm for a free state of New Hampshire. I mean, really, if you're kicking out the IRS, if you're kicking out all of these agencies that for so long Americans have believed must be a part of their da- their lives, the BATF, the IRS, these other federal agencies, if you're kicking them out. Well, why not sever the ties altogether? What is it you're getting from them? You don't want their bureaucrats in your town. You probably don't want their services. Who who has any need for these federal government goons? What is it that that, that is so great about them? 1-800-259-9231. Perhaps you can answer that question. Perhaps you're upset that Wyoming is being able to get away with this, that the feds aren't rolling in tanks to put a stop to this rebellion. 1-800-259-9231. I say we need more of this. And if the, if the sheriffs won't do it, 
then it's the individual's responsibility. Because if you believe what they say, individuals created the government, and then the government's created the Fed, so we should stop it here. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And they include the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you at freetalklive.com. In fact, the live streams are going to be active tomorrow afternoon. Normally, we don't do shows on Sunday, but between 3 and 5 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, uh, we're going to be filling in for Downsize DC's conference call. Jim Babka, normally the host of the program, the president of DownsizedDC.org, he's got a family engagement, and he's asked... Uh, us to fill in for him. I so. love it. Uh, you know, I mean, I I really enjoy doing that show. Yeah. So uh, so listen live on our stream at that time, and uh, we may we may post it uh, later elsewhere on our website. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? JustPlainJoe.com offers over 60 different flavors, roasted to order from gourmet Arabica coffee beans in whole bean or ground at just 7.99 a 12 ounce package, and it's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com, most orders delivered within three business days via UPS, buy five packages, and you'll save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. We go to your phone calls and talk to Alan in Florida listening on WFTL. Hello, Alan. Alan? Can you guys hear me? We I got can hear you. you. What's on your mind? Okay, I think you guys are right on. More power to you. Thank you. And more power to the states. I know my the state of South Carolina would bring back segregation which I would love to see. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? <laughs> labor laws, women's right to vote, that should be taken off immediately. Really? I, I couldn't. I can't believe that anybody out there has that opinion. I, it's, it, it, you know, you're really in the minority. Isn't that states' rights? Let them decide for themselves. How could you say, you don't need the government, do you? You don't need the uh, post office. Or anything like that. No, no we really don't. Don't need the post office. I don't think we need the federal government at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I however, I would not. That. I would, however, not go to South Carolina if they, uh, you know, instituted segregation and, and didn't allow women to vote. What's to stop them? What's to stop them? Do they have the right? Well, uh, well states I, don't have rights. They, I'm not saying that they uh, shouldn't be able to do that. Yes, states don't have rights. First of all, only individuals can have rights. Wait, now, one of you is saying that they should be able to do it, right? I think uh, both of us are saying that they that states should be able to do that. But. And Alabama would uh, immediately uh, bring in segregation, and they have every right to as long as you're in charge. Well, I I, I don't agree with the term uh, states' rights. I don't like I the don't idea. Think, I think I that only individuals can have rights, uh, not not state governments, and they give, because states are just a concept. They're just a belief system. Uh, and well, I, the I, federal I, government is non-existent. Who's going to make the powers? Who's going to make the what? Who's going to write the laws? Who's going to govern us? I don't want any more laws. Don't you have enough damn laws? I mean, come on. Do you actually read the laws? Huh? No one laws. What's that? You said you're an anarchist. That's amazing. You want to have anarchy. No, 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 no. That's such a nasty word. I think we should have the free marketplace, sir, where people are able to choose whatever kind of life they want for themselves as long as they don't hurt anybody else. Now, that's not anarchy. Hmm? So the marketplace should go. So if uh, if the uh, so there won't be any more lobbyists, right? That what would they have to lobby? Yeah, they'd have to get real jobs. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you guys have a good radio radio show, but I really think you're misguided. You saw so, what happened to Ron Paul. So you believe in a big federal you believe in a big federal government telling everybody what to do and how to live. Is that right? I believe that, the, and if they're not doing it right, they're voted out. Hmm. Okay. So, but do, the, hold on. They haven't been doing it right all along, and they're not getting. And they're going to be voted out in, in six months. They're going to be on their ass out of out of the place. Who is the incumbency it, rate in the federal government is over ninety percent. What are you talking about? Nobody's getting it, voted out of there. We now have the worst president in the history of our country, and uh, that's uh, arguable. Well, party. I'd, I'd I'd say Lincoln was worse, but um, okay, probably certainly within the last fifty How about years. Never heard I, you know, I don't know. Didn't he die in like the the first eleven days or something? He's one of the best. I'm ones losing then. you. Thanks for taking Thanks my for call. Thank I'm you. losing you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the SACL CAI toll free line. Look, you know, I mean, as far as his his fear factor there, he's concerned that without the federal government around, then South Carolina is going to take away a woman's right to vote and going to force segregation on people again. I mean, I don't know what decade he's living in, but if that were true, if that were to begin well, happening, it wouldn't happen overnight, and know, they'd... Uh, for one, I'll, I'll retract what I said. First off, uh, the, the Constitution of the United States, uh, the Bill of Rights, which is you know what the federal government's there to do. It's uh, there to enforce these this Bill of Rights on the states. The Bill of Rights you know, basically makes it very clear that uh, all... you know. That uh, people can't be slaves. That can't be, um, you know. Uh, it's the Supreme Court which has power over all the states. Says that uh, you can't have separate but equal, and all. And that's what segregation is, overturning Plessy versus Ferguson. Um, that you know that basically the people are equal. And I think that that, uh, that is a role of the federal government, if there is such a thing, to protect the rights of... Um, but, but the federal government enslaves us, Mark, so how can they have a prohibition against slavery when everyone's enslaved? I understand the, uh, the concept of uh, you know, how far you're willing to push liberty. I'm just saying that if we're going to have a federal government... If we're um, the states are going to I agree to one. be in the United States, I know you don't, and I don't really care about it very much okay. myself. But if the states are going to be a part of the federal government, mm-hmm. the federal government should be there to, uh, you know, stop abuses of human rights. So here, I, I mean, we don't have uh, Alan on the line, but if you're similarly breaking up, if you're similarly minded and you want to answer this question, you're welcome to call in at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But let's say. That South Carolina decides it's going to break off from the United States. It's going to secede. And that the main two reasons why is because it's tired of these women voters. And it's tired of these uh, people of different colors living together and enjoying one another's company. So it's going to secede and it's going to become a uh, male-only, white separated from black, separated from Hispanic, separated from Asian state. And uh, that's what they want to do. Should the federal government then, uh, then, you know, roll in tanks? Is that what you think would be appropriate as a response to that? I mean, look, I'm with you, man. I think that's wrong. I think that forced segregation is as bad as forced integration. I think people should be able to be free to choose who they want to do business with and hang out with and that sort of thing. And I certainly think that if you're going to have voting, then it makes sense to allow everybody uh, the the opportunity to participate in that system. Not that I'm a a fan of voting. I'm not. But, uh, you know, is is your solution to, to be violent? Is your solution to go in there and start killing folks? Because unless they all of a sudden put up a border fence around South Carolina to keep all the women and Mexicans and uh, black people in so they can turn them into slaves or whatever it is you think is going to happen, Alan, unless they all of a sudden put up a border fence in you know, an overnight period, well, those people are going to have time to get out of there. 
I mean, if that's the direction the winds start to blow, because remember, governments move slowly. Look at how long it's taken to put up a, a mile of fence on the southern border. Governments move slowly. So if South Carolina was to secede, you'd, ha- you'd start to hear the winds blowing about how they're getting ready to get rid of women voting and that they're r- looking to, to resegregate the state. This would not be a week-long process. This would take time. And so all those people would be able to say, huh, do I still want to live here? No, I'll go visit my family in Mississippi and I'll stay there, or I'll go move up to wherever else I can move to. So it's not like you're going to be trapped there if that's what happens. Do you think that everyone wants segregation? You think that all the states would do that? Hell no. Most people are reasonable with one another. Right. I don't think you could fine. do it in South Carolina or Alabama either. I think that those would be the states uh, likely that you would have the most success in. But um, I don't think that you could repeat. I don't think you bring back segregation in South Carolina. I just don't think that people would go for it. And th- there'd be huge mass exodus of black people from that. Uh, great. I, yeah. And you know what? I, I think it's I, great. I, 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 you know, welcome to New Hampshire. Please yep. come on up. Please. We need come here. Work hard. We need a little more color up here in New Hampshire. There's no doubt about that. And I think it'd also be fine too because then if they actually did that, then it would attract more, you know, sickos like that. It would attract these sociopaths, these weirdos that that hate women, the misogynists and and racist, it would attract them all to the same state, and they could all live together in their little white paradise or whatever it is that they envision for themselves. Why would I don't want to live around those people? Please create a, a government where they have their perfect utopia, their their white little utopia that they just want to keep, you know, keep the women down and keep the black man down, and uh, let them all attract a bunch of racists to the same state, and let them build a wall to keep everybody out. Not they'd that anyone's want to come they, in they, anyway. They'd have to build a wall because uh, people would want to uh, come in. And you know, uh, get people out. There would be, yeah. you know, there'd be people in, in cars that would see a black guy on the side of the street say, "Hey, want to hop in? We're I'm leaving South Carolina now." Hell yeah! One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You take control. Bring up whatever you want. You can talk about this issue or anything goes. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. SACL CAI's dial-in toll-free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's the live Saturday edition. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday show. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with the program. It'll cost you all of three bucks a month, and it's totally voluntary. Remember, you get all the features on our website free, so this is above and beyond all that. This is if you want to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country and uh, reach out to more Internet listeners and bring more people in touch with the message of freedom and liberty and individual responsibilities. So get on over to amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get access to perks like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. We go to your phone calls, and we'll talk to Rick in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Rick. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to talk about the whole guy against the women segregation stuff. Okay, okay. sure. You know, I basically disagree because there are a ton of women I know that are, you know, not bad, and I don't know what they have against it. I mean, like, my really good friend Becky and, you know, all that. I don't think all women are bad and whatnot. We shouldn't take take away their rights, their people too. 
Oh, I'm go. with you. I, th- I think that if you're going to have voting, then uh, absolutely everybody should be able to participate. I even think that 16-year-olds should be able to vote. I mean, if you are going to have this voting system and you're going to claim the taxation without re- no taxation without representation, well, anybody that's ever had a job at age 16 knows they're getting taxed and they don't have the vote. So I think that uh, you know anybody who's being taxed by a government should certainly be able to vote under that system. Of course, that's if you're going to have voting around, uh, you know. I'd rather get rid of the government yeah. entirely and solve that whole problem. Not that fond of voting myself. Yeah. Any other thoughts for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We continue here. Uh, let's talk to, I believe, Ben in Pennsylvania. Ben number one. There's a couple Bens here. Uh, let's go with Ben in Pennsylvania. Hello. Am I on? You're on. What's on your mind? Okay. I just wanted to go back to the Wyoming issue. Uh, I just had something to say real quick about that. Sure. It's... Uh... <laughs> Rick rolled. Thanks Excellent. for the call. We've been Rick rolled. Yeah, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. For those of, for the for, for the oldsters out there, this it's not the first time though. We've been Rick rolled before. Have we? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, Ryan in New Hampshire, Rick rolled us one night. I I didn't realize. Yep. Um. <clears throat> well, you know, he should get all the credit then. Uh, for for the oldsters out there, Rick rolling is uh, is a phenomenon on the internet where you get uh, you show friends a, a video of uh, it, what's the guy's name that does the the video there? Uh, it's Rick somebody. Yeah. It, I don't know. Uh, Rick Astley. Astley, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, who does uh, some song from the never 80s. Never gonna give, never gonna give. He's a, a, it's the silliest looking guy with his giant pompadour doing a, the, doing this video. He's a skinny white kid, but he so, totally sounds like a black R&B singer. He does. Like and, and, <laughs> so anyway, the, the idea is to get, get your friend to uh, get Rick rolled. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue here with the calls and talk to Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula. Sorry, apologize. She is gone. Okay, then. Let's try the other Ben in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Um, hey. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm having uh, this debate on MySpace with uh, some girl. She calls herself an anarcho-communist. I'm not sure exactly what all that entails. It doesn't even really seem to make sense. Hmm. No, it doesn't. But um, we're like talking about how, like, I was saying about how without government you could have private competing currencies. And she kind of brought up an argument that I'm not really sure how to respond to. Okay. Uh, she said that when, under the Articles of Confederation, how all the different states had their own currencies and nobody knew what the exchange rates were, what the values were, and ended up just being a hindrance to commerce. Uh, how, how would I respond to something like that? Well, um, the, the, what if somebody tried to uh, use drachmas currently to pay you for uh, mowing their lawn? What would you say? What? Drachmas. Exactly. <laughs> I believe that they've actually eliminated drachmas, that they're now euros, now, you know, the part of the euro thing. But uh, it's a... German marks. Uh, yeah, whatever. It, they, what if somebody tried to pay you uh, for mowing their lawn Yen. in euros? Well, I'm planning on going to Europe, so I probably wouldn't accept that. Okay, so there you go. Um, there's one way to handle it. I don't accept euros. Uh, another is is that uh, for now, uh, you know, right now that exchange rates are pretty easy to tell. You go to the nearest computer and say, what's the exchange rate for euros to to dollars? Right, and and by the way, silver, silver, and gold is gold. We're not advocating going back to each state deciding for itself what um, currency it has. We're talking about getting the government out of it entirely and allowing the money people to figure. 
figure these things out. And just like you have standards, I think, with, you know, you've got uh, DVD, that's a standard. You've got USB ports on your computer, that's an industry standard. These industry people somehow, even though they're competing with one another, somehow have these ways of, of ironing these issues out, of creating standards amongst themselves. And so inevitably when you've got money that's actually backed by something, which we don't have today, today it's just paper, the government prints. Right. When if, you've if, got money if we that's had a backed, free market in it, we'd have, we'd have money that was actually worth something. And that's what we currently don't have today. Almost nowhere in the world does any government have money that's worth something. So if the market, what their money is worth is the future labor of their uh, subjects. In so the United States, that's what, that's what our government's money's worth. So even if you had 10,000 different banks issuing notes... Uh, in return for silver and gold, those notes would still be for an ounce of silver or an ounce of gold or you know whatever whatever the uh, the amount is in question, and it would be pretty darn obvious how to exchange those things. So I think that if you actually left it to the marketplace, the exchange process would probably be uh, far simpler than it is today. Okay then, um, but what do you think about uh, like how when this country was found I'm kind of changing the subject here I want, want to talk about uh, voting requirements by all means now when this country was founded the founding fathers thought that uh, if you didn't own property that you wouldn't you shouldn't be qualified to vote because you, you didn't have enough stake in the country to be able to you know hold sway over others in mm-hmm. an election are you asking for our thoughts on that yeah well, I, you know, I, I can see where they're coming from on it. Um, you know that uh, the 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 fact is when you're, uh, you know, when when you're talking about well, suppose a guy owns ninety percent of the land in uh, a particular county, and the county elections come up, but you know everybody rents from him. Shouldn't he get a little <laughs> bit to more to say? Um, it, I can see. Yeah, but know. if he owns ninety percent of the land, then he'd be like the uh, the lord basically at that point. If if he's ninety percent landholder, then nobody could possibly vote him down. Yeah, I you know so it's the, it's the, just the, the, the thing about voting, voting that bothers me just entirely is that fifty one percent of the people that managed to actually right. make it to the polls that day for whatever reason, and most Americans boycott uh, uh, elections. Fifty one percent of the people that go uh, to the polls get to tell forty nine percent what the hell to do. Yeah. and I just don't think in a free country that uh, 51% of the people should be telling 49... I don't think that people should be telling people how to live their lives if, if those other people aren't hurting each other. I'm agreeing. I agree with you there, Mark. The issue of voting and who can vote and when they can vote and the parameters around voting is all a distraction from the issue of voting. And voting enables people to use force indirectly on their neighbors. You know, if you want money to go to the schools, you go out and you vote for it. And then all of your neighbors who didn't care enough or they, you know, vote even though they vote against it, they're all forced by taxation, they're forced by these governments and their threats of jail time to pay up for something that they don't necessarily support. So voting becomes an instrument, an instrument of violence to be used by those who have the political sway and the political know-how and the organizing capability against those who don't. That's what it really comes down to. I think that uh, the only role of government is uh, police and protector. I think that, uh, you know, inside a small, a smaller area, because I think that uh, a large government, the bigger the bigger government gets, the more uh, ponderous and inefficient and uh, evil it is. Can I hire another protector, though? Um, I suppose you can. Great. Thanks for the call, Ben. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. As long as I'm not coerced into using this one protector, then that's fine. If I'm voluntarily choosing it, that's great. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Sean in Washington, listening on KUSA. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. Uh, this is the first time I've ever even heard of you guys, and then i got to tell shocked. you, I am shocked. You are shocked. I really am. 
uh, jaw-dropping shock. I, first of all, I applaud you. <laughs> um, I mean that. Um, second of all, I wish we could receive this kind of a radio show on the West Coast. I'm out in Eastern Washington right now because of a tow I did. I'm a tow truck driver, but yeah. um, that's the only reason I even found you. When I'm over on the West Coast, we don't have these kind of uh, shows even available. The closest we get is NPR, and that's a far cry from what I've heard from you in the last 10 minutes alone. Well, but I can tell you that uh, there is a process, and do you have Internet uh-huh. access? I do. Okay. Our website is freetalklive.com, and if you go there, you'll right. find out more about us and what we're doing on this program. And we're syndicated on 30 stations, 31, I think, now. I think it's 32. Uh, all across the country. And so it's totally possible for you to have it on the West Coast. It's just a matter of convincing those radio stations to pick up the show. And well, if I think those, it's awesome. If those stations feel like there's a demand out there for this kind of programming, then they're going to do what they, what they believe their listeners are demanding. Well, with all due with all due respect, I understand the, the, the supply and demand uh, game, but um, the powers that be that own radio stations, and we know how that game is played, um, uh, a lot of times it doesn't matter what people want because there's no forum or avenue for people to actually come forward and say, hey, well, this is actually, what I want to hear is. from radio. Actually, there is, and I'd like to tell you about it. I know we've got a news, uh, news segment coming up here, so if you'll hold well, what- through... Sean, I'll tell you all about it. Or at the very least, continue to stay tuned into through hour number three, which is coming I up here to shortly. Say one we'll, thing real quick. Okay, well, hang on, and we'll get to you. 800 259 Hour three is on the way. We'll talk about the powers that be in the radio business and how it is that, well, maybe Sean's a little bit off on his assessment. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, your show, Hour 3. We launch into it. We'll take your calls about anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Still to come, though, if we get a chance, Florida lawmakers are looking at a Christian license plate. Separation of church and state, anyone? Well, let's go back to the calls first and talk again to Sean, listening on KUSA in Washington State. Sean, you'd called in uh, the first time you'd come across Free Talk Live. You were shocked, but pleased, yeah. at, the sa- but pleased at the same time. You said you wanted to hear the show on the west side of the state, and uh, the good news is it's possible. Uh, we're on over 30 stations from coast to coast, and anybody that wants to hear this show on their local station, or if you are picking it up on your station, but they're not carrying all six nights and you want to hear more of Free Talk Live, then contact the, your favorite talk station's program director uh, during the week via email or via telephone, and tell them you want to hear Free Talk Live. Be nice. It's, yeah, it's that simple. Tell them you heard of a, a great show, and you really enjoy it, and you'd like to hear it on their station. And you, you can't expect they're going to go out and make the change that weekend. 
Uh, but but so. but it's important to to hear. It's important for them to hear from their listeners because normally when they hear from a listener, it's a complaint. Normally it's ah so and so on the morning show said uh, said the D word on the morning show, and I don't like what you guys have on the air over there. I'm never listening again. Right. Yeah. That's the normal kind of phone call they get. But if they get a call right. from somebody that's positive that says, you know, I've heard this great new show, and it's called Free Talk Live, and I really would lo- listen to your station more if you'd put it on the air. Uh, you know, that, it makes a difference, because we also, you know, my, my day job during the week is to call radio stations and to try to get the show on, and so if, right. if I'm calling a station, and they've also heard from listeners, and they've also seen our advertisements in the industry magazines, and, you know, all those factors together go into them making the decision to put the show on the air, and it's... You know, you can't even rule out stations just because they're big corporate stations either. You had mentioned that the powers that be. Well, believe it or not, the powers that be are becoming aware of Free Talk Live and our program. I can't name names at this point because the contract hasn't been signed yet. But just as an example, one of the largest radio companies in America, the head of their news talk division, is well aware of this program and is within a week or two away from possibly signing us. He's given me a verbal agreement at this point, possibly signing us up for one of their major talk stations in one of their major markets. So a lot of people think yeah, thank you. Well, thanks. A, a lot of people think that uh, that radio, that radio um, especially, is controlled by you know one particular political party because you hear a lot of uh, you hear a lot of Republican talk out there, and you know, yep, it's, it's just not so. <laughs> um, I, you well, know, the from, money. From the listeners, from the listeners' point of view, I spend a lot of time inside my truck, so I'm listening to the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. And from a listener point of view, um, whether you say that's true or not, and, and I'm not arguing that, that that point, but what I am saying is, from my point of view, from my ears' point of view, it doesn't matter what side of the radio uh, spectrum I go to, that's what I'm hearing, and so that's the feeling I'm getting. Sure. There's no way in heck every single listener out there wants well, to hear Republican radio. Uh, understood, you're completely. Right. And and the the fact is, when when I say I've got a radio program and it's you know sort of uh, current events, political talk, uh, people. You know, the first thing they ask me, well, is it right or is it left? Because now they, you know, at first there was Republican radio. Yep. And then there was, you know, sort of Air America that came out and, uh, you know, has, has kind of floundered. Still on its face. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not dead yet, but uh, it, it, it's difficult. It's getting infusions of cash, though. That's yeah. what's <laughs> right. Now, there, there, there are some good Democratic talkers out there. Ed Schultz has managed to do it, and I believe Randy Rhodes is, uh, she's a big name. But I agree with Sean. It shouldn't be either. It should right. be... Well, there should be right. all kinds of stuff yeah. uh, out there. I wanted to say one thing while, while I still have you on the line. Sure, sure. Uh, Go ahead. Um, from, from what I've heard from you so far, I love the format. One thing I would, I would beg of you, beg of you, whether you make it to the West Coast or not, which I implore that you do, and I hope you do, and I'm going to do my part. But um, most importantly, with what you're doing, I recommend that like at least two or three times a week, this is how important I think it is, spend an hour of your radio show um, educating your listeners to what the civil rights of this country are and to what the actual Constitution says, not an, not a point of view or opinion like they try to do with the Constitution, but what it actually says. So many people have no clue yeah. what has been trampled on in the last eight years. I see and, where you're and, coming and, from on that, Sean, but I mean, again, you're a new listener to the program. And, and we if, try. If you go to freetalklive.com and grab some more uh, archives of our show, maybe load it up in your MP3 player and listen as you drive around, you'll hear that we talk about liberty and freedom uh, when it comes right. to the issues on this show. I myself, at one time, you know, was more into the Constitution, but at this point I've gone beyond that, and I'm, I'm to the point where, where I'm of the understanding that the Constitution, though it was a wonderful concept, 
concept and a wonderful idea. As uh, in the words of Lysander Spooner, to paraphrase him, it has either authorized all of this tyranny or it has been powerless to prevent it. So to me, it seems that the Constitution really is a piece of paper signed by a bunch of guys that aren't, al- aren't around anymore, and I had absolutely right. nothing to do with it. I, for one, am not interested what one iota in uh, restoring the federal government. I'm interested in separating myself from it. I have no, uh, no desire whatsoever to be involved with the federal government, and that would be the point of kind that of talking That is so about interesting, it. because from what I've... I, I'm a staunch supporter of the Constitution, and from my point of view, if we were to actually follow the articles of the Constitution and our civil rights, you would get exactly what you're wishing oh, for. Oh, I, I agree entirely, and, you know, I'm much more the uh, the constitutional guy than Ian is, but, I, you know, I'm of the opinion, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, at Lysander uh, Spooner's opinion, too, with the, uh, the the Supreme Court ruling just uh, last month saying that uh, they're, you know, that basically, according to the First Amendment, that's your right to peaceably, excuse me, petition the government for redress of grievance, that you, right. can, that you can petition all you want, but... We don't have to say anything. Go ahead and petition, but we don't have to respond. Um, that's that, not what it meant, though. Of course it didn't. But that's what but they what say. what are we going to do? The, the, the Supreme Court, you know, it is the Constitution. The Supreme Court's not supposed to be legislating uh, what the Constitution says. It's their job to uphold what it says. Unfortunately, it is. Uh, well, their job's to interpret the Constitution. Right, and, and and the, no, not. it's not. See, that's where the gray line has been crossed. It, their job is not to interpret anything. The Constitution, with all due respect, this is the this is the conversation that makes me nuts. Is this this uh, idea that we have to somehow read the Constitution and de- determine what it means this year? It means the same thing today as it did the day. Hey man, the I'm paper. with you. You know, right. I'm, I'm it's on not board a living document. That. Absolutely not. I, I we we entirely agree. I'm on board with that. But the but the deal, the problem is we that are in, allowing in, the courts to do interpretive. That's where the problem lies. Well, yeah, that's people right. I mean, people have given up their people have given up their sovereignty to this federal government, and they've uh, they've gone down and they bowed down and they'll do whatever it is the feds say and they'll do they'll do whatever it is they demand of them and that's really the big problem is that you the people are getting the government they deserve because they aren't paying attention they don't know what's going on and they obey every single thing the government tells them to do and as long as americans right. continue to obey they're going to continue to to experience tyranny and sean it's been a great call we appreciate your time tonight and thank you sir 800-259-9231 but really who needs a federal government anyway What's the point? I mean, it didn't work out for the Soviet Union, and it's not working out for us here. They're just taking more and more of your income every single year, and they're spending it on crap you don't agree with. I don't care if you agree with the war. You probably, if you agree with the war, you probably don't agree with welfare. If you agree with the uh, with welfare, you probably don't agree with the war. There's something they're spending your money on that you'd rather they not. So why not just keep all your money and then spend it how you think is best? If you want to spend it bombing people in another country, then you should go and do that. I don't want anything to do with that. If you want to spend it helping people out and helping them feel better with their lives, that's great. Because then you'll get to decide how to spend that money and how to help others. Instead of having unaccountable bureaucrats decide for yourself. It works better. Trust me. It works better if you get to decide instead of bureaucrats in D.C. Really, who needs the feds? I don't see why we do. 1-800-259-9231 1-800-259-9231 to Alice, also in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Alice. All righty. 1-800-259-9231. Some other audio clip. I don't know if they are doing the uh, the phone screening as they normally do at the network tonight, but let's continue here and talk to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. Hey, yo. Hey, what's on your mind? Radio. <laughs> Wonderful, man. Hail Marconi. Indeed. Hey. Hey, uh, freedom is that double-edged sword, huh? Yeah, well... It, it's, you swing, it swings both ways, and 
That's why our forefather says, without the Creator, you know, involved in it, and people that believe in that Creator, you know, it, it's not going to really work. And and every 20 years, the, it should be updated. They yeah, say we are gonna long have overdue. Dave, thanks for and, your call. 800-259-9231. You can take control, and we can do it without violence this time. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, and those features include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates freetalklive.com to get on board with that and it's free that's updates.freetalklive.com the free state projects porcupine freedom festivals better known as porkfest it's happening june 9th through the 15th and at porkfest you'll be able to see firsthand why ron paul loves new hampshire and its activists plus you'll be able to meet hundreds of individuals who just like you cherish liberty and are living the goal of liberty in our lifetime discover new freedoms new communities and new beginnings register today at porkfest.com that's p o r c f e s t .com so we uh, go to florida here briefly uh, according to the associated press Florida drivers can order more than 100 specialty license plates. Yeah, it's amazing. They've got all these colleges and universities of Florida, mm-hmm. all the sports teams. Uh, there's there's a yellow one that looks just like the uh, sheriff's plate. It's like for the children or something. Oh, the choose life plate or whatever. Uh, no, no, this one's just like for kids. Okay, it's it's yellow hmm. and it has it's drawn in crayon. But uh, if you had a white, pretty sure that's a choose life plate. But okay, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but if you have a white crown Vic and you have the yellow choose <laughs> life plate on it, and then one of those silver spotlights on the side, yeah. you, you better not roll through the hood. I mean, people, <laughs> people will be scattering. Well, now they're going to add another one, or at least they're considering doing it. Uh, apparently, it'd be the first in the nation to explicitly promote a specific religion. The Florida legislature is considering a specialty plate with the design that includes a Christian cross, a stained glass window, Ugh. and the words, I believe. Can't you get a bumper sticker? I mean, it's your for your car, if you want to put you can those... You get a whole kind, bunch of bumper if, stickers. If you want those kind of things, and all you have to do is go through Bradenton, Florida, you'll see all kinds of... Jesus is my... Backseat right. He's my, he's my co-pilot, and and, and you know, abolish abortion and and the whole thing. Uh, you know, you'll you'll get that kind of thing. But a license plate, I really don't feel that the state government should be involved in uh, you know that kind of belief thing. Yeah, this First seems off, like a no-brainer to me. I, you know, I, I wonder about license plates entirely. I can see why they want numbers on the back of cars in case mm-hmm. they're used in bank robberies. That way, you can say, yes, it was the. White Crown Vic with this number on the back. That way they can find it a little more easily. Certainly registering this thing, uh, that's a little weird. But I guess they can put whatever pictures they want on it. But once you start getting into religion, don't isn't that going to create problems? Because putting the Christian and the saint, you know, the cross on there, the stained glass, then you know what's going to happen, right, people? You will know that the Lawsuit. Christians, well, well, the Christians deserve the same protection that everybody else gets, right? Not superior protection. So then you're going to have an Islamic, uh, you know, moon and star symbol on. Sure. Right? Some Jewish thing, and uh, maybe the atheists will get one, too. Satanists. Ooh, yeah. You're going to have 
black uh, <laughs> license plates with a red pentagram. pentagram yeah. Right in the middle of it with a Baphomet right. and the whole deal. We need the Wiccans, too. We need the Wiccans. If you open this up for that kind of thing, then it's just going to create How about the problems. Rastafarians with a big old joint? That'd be cool to have that on the <laughs> license plate. Well, Representative Edward Bullard, the plate sponsor, said people who believe in their college or university or believe in their football team already have license plates they can buy. The new design is a chance for others to put a tag on their cars with something they believe in. He said if the plate's approved, Florida will become the first state to have a license plate featuring a religious symbol that's not part of a college logo. They'll be the first one to be slapped on by the Supreme Court, too. And approval will almost for, certainly face a court challenge. The problem with the state manufacturing the plate is that it sends a message that Florida is essentially a Christian state, and second, gives the appearance that the state is endorsing a particular religious preference, according to the ACLU. And I happen to be with them on that. The I Believe license plate still has a way to go before it reaches the roads. The proposal is part of a package of license plates being debated in the Senate. Uh, so, you know, it's this, not going anywhere. This could get shut down, but the idea here that these. They, they try this crap all the time to put through just nonsense like this that is very clearly on its surface an obvious violation of the uh, the concepts that this this country was founded upon. And the more they try, Mark, the more likely some of this crap is going to make it through. You know, I can just hear it now. There's people in their cars screaming that this is this, this country was founded on Christian beliefs. And oh, geez. Y- you know that when you say that, 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 that the country was founded on freedom of religion, that, yeah. you know, that what they believe is, in fact, that it's freedom of different denominations of Christianity. It's a Judeo-Christian mm. country. As a matter of fact, I can hear Sean Hannity having a debate with you about this. <laughs> but the fact is, um, really, when you talk about the founding fathers being Christians... Well, quite a few of them were. Quite sure, a few of the sure. people in the United States are Christians, too, nominally. But Christianity not. was not as prevalent in the 18th century as it is even currently today in America. Really? Um, but no. I mean, people, you know, it, we, you'd been after the Reformation and, um, you know, the Enlightenment period. And people were kind of looking around at religions. There were most of the founding fathers, the most, most of the first five presidents were deists. At least the uh, the claim can be made. Uh, George Washington never referred to Jesus Christ. You know, he had very strong faith in God, but, you know, never said that. Hmm. Um, Thomas Jefferson, obvious deist. Uh, Madison, obvious deist. Benjamin Franklin, obvious deist. You know, I mean, you could... People have made arguments for um, Adams, I'm not sure. I don't care if they were all Christians. I mean, they weren't, but I wouldn't care if they all were. From what I understood of the founding of this country, it had to do with people escaping... Uh, being persecuted for their religious beliefs, uh, many of them were coming here for that particular reason. There was a state-sponsored religion in the uh, in the uh, in Great Britain at the mm-hmm. time, and, and that's that's what the Puritans were trying to avoid. They wanted to escape that, and so they came here and they understood that that was a bad idea. Combining the state with church was a bad idea, so we're not going to do that in our country. Most people who had immigrated from um, from Europe at that point into the United States had come for economic reasons. Um, yeah, there were certainly people that had faced religious persecution, yeah. but most people had come here for economic reasons, and, you know, I just, I, I don't, there is no place. There is no place for your your uh, version of the guy who lives in the sky um, in government. Sorry. Well, the, you know, the real issue, of course, is government and whether or not there's a place for that, and I say not at all, and if, we, of course, we didn't have government, then none of this would be an issue anymore. <laughs> there wouldn't be anything to separate the, the churches from. You could have your church, and that'd be it. You could have all the bumper stickers you wanted on your car. Be your car. Put Plaster it with bumper stickers if you want. Please, by all means. But don't force me to subsidize a system 
that backs up your belief system. I wouldn't want you to pay for my atheism. Would you want to pay for that? No. I don't want to pay for your Christianity or your Judaism or whatever it is you are. 800-259-9231, and that would be fine. We could all get along, keep our own money, and do what we want with it. Let's continue, though. Ladies first, we go to Kim in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Kim. Hi, I just I just wanted to know, do you guys have a zombie plan? A, a zombie, zombie plan? plan? Just in case a the zombies zombie come, plan. what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, fire, of course. <laughs> fire is well, good. Well, I was just yes. curious because it's like, I, I mean... I'm I'm just wondering what this country's going to do if we had some sort of apocalypse like that. Like a zombie what attack. Do? People coming yeah, out like of the ground, like in Thriller, or, like in, uh, no, in Michael Jackson's like 28 Thriller. Days later, like a virus or something. Oh, okay. I mean, people don't come back to life. Well, no, there are different kinds of zombies out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, what can you do? I mean, you stock up on ammo and uh, have some canned food around. What else can you do to prepare for a zombie attack? Well, know. what if you're in, like, the middle of the city, like me? I mean, what are you going to do? Everybody's going to be, well, I'm going to go to Walmart and get a gun. That's, yeah, well, that's you're, gonna, you're not going to be the first person to Walmart. That's for damn sure. We can continue the zombie discussion here in a moment. Thank you for the call, 800-259-9231. What if you are in a city and the zombies attack? This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. By the way, some of the features on the site include the wiki. We've got over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. You can edit virtually anything. It's like the listener-editable version of our website, wiki.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing. And they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call. And they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL C-A-I. All right, so uh, just a few moments ago, we're going to continue with the calls. We were speaking with uh, Kim. I don't know if she's still there. If Kim is there, we, uh, we will bring her back. I think that was Kim. Was it Kim that was calling about the... Uh, Kim, are you there? Kim's gone. Okay. Anyway, we were talking about zombie attacks, and Kim had called in to ask, you know, what should one do in the event of a zombie attack? And having seen a handful of zombie movies myself, there seems to be different types of zombies out there, and I think that would be the first thing you would want to ascertain in the instance of actual zombie attack. Now, she said she didn't think they could come out of the ground, but it happened in Thriller, so it could obviously happen... uh, well, there's supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, there's supposed to be cases of uh, this going on in Haiti where it's not actually dead people, but people that they uh, give herbs to and sort of put in this zombie estate. I see. Now, um, but well, let me go through the, the the types of zombies. I mean, you've got the ones that can crawl out of the ground, right? And then she was talking about like an infection kind of zombie, mm-hmm. like a la Resident Evil, for instance, or uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Those movies. I'm not familiar with Twenty Eight Days, but okay. Uh, it was actually pretty good. I haven't seen the sequel, but uh, the first one was pretty good. I saw Nine and a Half Weeks. 
Naked not the people same. In that one. Not the same. Okay. Uh, but so then you've got the uh, zombies that are generally pretty slow moving. That's one of the major kind of factors about zombies is that they they don't really get from point A to point B too quickly. They're pretty good at getting to where they want to go. It just takes them a while. So if you've got the slow-moving zombies, then things are kind of moving in your favor at that point. You can you could escape, I think, fairly easily if there are slow-moving zombies around, as long as you know having the zombies around doesn't actually affect your car engine and whether or not it will start. Because that's something that happens a lot in the horror movies is you'll, you'll try to start your car and then you can't, mm-hmm. and it makes it more difficult to get away from the zombies. So as long as you've got your car tuned up, and, you know, ready to go, you should pretty easily be able to get out of the city if you live in the city, as Kim said she did. So I think that's an important thing. But then if you've got the zombies that are quick-moving, there have been a few zombie movies recently. I think 28 Days Later was one of them, where the zombies can run. I mean, they can they can come at you pretty fast. Right, most zombies you see stagger around. They're barely coherent. You know, they're, they're pining, certainly, for brains, but they're not, you know, really in control of their uh, physical faculties. Superhuman strong, but not very fast. Kim, by the way, I'm told, is still with us. Kim in New York. You still there? Yes, I sure am. Okay, so welcome back. So, uh, so, so, so far, how do you feel about the analysis? I mean, we've got different types of zombies. Are you most concerned about the fast-moving zombies, or is it them all, all of yeah. the zombies? that? I, I'd be more concerned about something parasitic. You know, it's, you got to think, it, maybe if they you know, start to get into rigor mortis, then yeah, you've got a bit of a problem there if mm-hmm. the body's dying. So they would be moving slower, but... I think a more realistic approach would be coming from something that moves like a normal human being. And it's you got to think, you know, you could get out of the city by car, but you also have to think, you know, 8 million other people are going to have the exact same idea. One of the Freeways problems with living in a up. city, I mean, I, we live in a very, very small city. It barely qualifies as a I, city. I'd say no. 25,000 people here, so it'd be pretty easy to get out of where we are. Uh, but you know, this, Guns, good spread. You wanna, but you're you wanna... in a city. You're, are you in New York City? Yes, I am. Well, you can't have guns in New York City, Mark. I mean, it's, New York City not, is no, no, that, zombie. That, that's in, that's legally, incorrect. you can't have right. guns. Right, incorrect grammatically. Okay, it is true. illegal to own guns in New York, New York that's City. That's true. Um, and <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's either the law or the zombies, really, the way is you got to look at it. Shotgun is the single best uh, home protection device. I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. That is a good point. Oh, something like that. I mean, it would be good unless you're planning on, you know, going on the move. If you think about that, it's like if you're going to be moving around, the ammo's heavy, the gun's heavy, and it doesn't really have a very versatile clip. But if you're thinking about something like a battle rifle, you can do something with, you know, short range and long range. The ammo's lighter, the gun's lighter, and it's like, I don't know, I just wonder what people would really do. When you're talking about a Heckler & Koch 93, um, you're talking about a much more expensive weapon. Uh, You know, AK-47 is a really great weapon, not great at long range, Um, but... You throw it in a mud pile, pick it up, and shoot it. (laughs) You can do anything with it. But the average person is is a little more frightened of uh, just even the name AK-47. Um, so, you know, shotguns, uh, people see those lying around. How about a flamethrower? They can think, oh my god... (laughs) Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, that wouldn't be effective. Light them all against on fire. Well, actually, I have looked up on the internet. I have a zombie emergency procedure that I'd like to share with okay. everyone. All right, people, this is important. You need to print, take notes. Print here. this out and put it by your door. In, case, in case of a zombie apocalypse, ninety-five percent of all known zombies can be stopped by decapitation or destroying the brain. Mm, Aim yeah, your that's desperate improvised weapons at the head and neck. <laughs> uh, number two, do not split up. People will get yeah, killed. That's a bad idea. Turn it. <laughs> Turn into a zombie, and the next person you see will then go, Oh, my God, it's my friend. I just turned back. Oh, my God, why is he eating my brain? So don't split up. 
And number three, most important, I, I guess I gave you bad advice here, Kim, and I'm sorry. Don't use fire. The only what? thing, yeah, the only thing worse than undead hordes trying to eat your brain is undead hordes trying to eat your brain while on fire. Uh, exactly. Well, you know, apparently zombies. They're my, from my Dungeons and Dragons days. I know that zombies are weak against fire, but you got to consider. You know, what if you're in a building here? Then the zombies yeah. are stumbling around. They're on fire. They're well, setting you don't the building fire on a fire. Flamethrower inside. I mean, come on. What are you gonna do? Trick them to come outside after you? You got to get, get outside to get away, right? You're not gonna hole up in your building. You'll run out of food and water. You're not even being realistic now. <laughs> been a great well, call. Well, I got to take off. Thoughts? I just wanted to give the Vespia a mention. It was great talking to you guys. Great call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It's nice when happened? the cr- it, well, she <laughs> mentioned the Vesti, which is the the vestibule, the crankers, the EBV guys. Mm-hmm. That's who she mentioned. So, it's nice to hear a uh, real good crank coming out of those guys. I, so absolutely. That was an awesome crank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the, the best cranks are what really lead to a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And and on Free Talk Live, we can have these conversations. It is really the show about anything. Uh, including zombie attacks. No one has ever called about a zombie attack. I don't think in the history of the program we've never had the chance to really delve into what one might want to have prepared. How many people would immediately think like I do? They think zombie, they think, they think fire, they'd set the zombie on fire. And, and you were wrong. And the zombie is right, a bad absolutely idea. Absolutely don't use fire when it, cause the only thing Well, because, worse, yeah, you have to kill the brain, and the fire is not going to kill the brain. No, right? they just stumble around on fire, then they're trying to eat your brain while on fire. What, what, now, what would be the. Now, okay, now there are different kinds of zombies, though. I mean, there's the ones, they're the ones that eat the brains, and then there's zombies that just want to turn you into a zombie. So, ideally. If you're going to have to perish at the, the hands of a zombie, which would be the preference? Would you prefer to have your brains eaten, or would you prefer to become one of them? I think I'd rather just die. Um, yeah? Yeah, I'd, the last thing I'd want is, of course, the people you split up with, then I'm talking my wife and my child. I'm coming back. I'm wanting to eat Laura's brains. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, that would be bad. You know. And, you know, that's what you'd want from your spouse. If you're in a condition of, uh, you know, undeadness, you're lying in a hospital waiting for them to turn off the machine, don't you really want your spouse or significant other to say, turn the machine off? Mm, of yeah. course, in my case, uh, you know, she'd, if I cut my finger, she'd be able to tell the doctor, just put him out of his misery. I don't want to see him go Oh, you're like exaggerating. This. Your wife loves you very much. What are uh, you talking about? She'd probably take the life insurance. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Is there something we left out on the zombie com- no, we're um, controversy? Done. Let's go on. <laughs> You're welcome to comment on that. No, seriously, you can bring up anything on this program. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Okay, uh, let's continue here. Uh, we will talk to Akash, Akash in California. Hello. Hey, yeah. yeah what's up? Um, hey, this what's is Akash. Up? Yes. What's on your mind, Akash? From California. I actually want to talk about voting rights, but um, is it okay if I talk about zombies? You can talk about anything okay. you want. All right. Well, um, you know, I heard Kim mention that, and I was just thinking. Now, um, I read in this book, what you really want, ideally, for a weapon is a um, shotgun sawed off at just 4.1 inches. 4.1. That's yeah, very precise. 4.1 off that. Um, to ward them off, if you're one of those peaceful kind of people, you know, you need a PS1 memory card. What? And, um, <laughs> yeah, a PS money on the car. I'm serious. What is and that? And you want to play this? A memory card? You plug it Word up. More on the way. This is your show. You take control. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 
It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call. Maybe we'll try to sneak it in here. 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show, you enjoy the program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then head over and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. If you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is, uh, whatever it is you want to buy, 41 categories to shop in, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, new items, used items, Free Talk Live gets a cut if you start at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So, Mark, we've had uh, some interesting calls this hour, one in particular, uh, Kim in New York. I have to give Kim the award for best EBV slash vestibule call of all time. That was the best one I think we've uh, I think we've had, and it's been it's been it was a good crank and uh, been the best one we've had in a while. For our listeners that don't know, there was uh it, there was a situation we came across. So I don't know how long has it been going on now. A year? I don't know. More. It's been a little while. Like a year ago, where uh, these young young kids were calling in. Many I mean teenagers when I say kids, teens uh, were calling in and crank calling the show. And it started just so bad. I mean, the calls were just awful, and then they'd, you know, they'd end the call with some curse word. It was like, oh, F this and F that. And so we had to institute a new uh, screening policy in order to, uh, to actually get phone numbers for the people who were calling so we could verify that they were actually calling from you know, a legitimate number. And, and, uh, and then we actually ended up talking to one of them in an extended conversation. And you know, I think we came to the understanding that we don't mind crank calls on this show. We like a good crank call on Free Talk Live. It's just the ones that end in the F word aren't going to cut it. And we don't want to put our radio station's licenses in jeopardy. Because if indeed you're having fun with Free Talk Live, as apparently we're being have, uh, had fun with tonight, the fun will end if all of our radio stations drop off. So we want you to be able to call in and talk about crazy stuff like zombies, you know, attacking your city. That's fine. This isn't a political show. It is really the show about anything. So just keep it clean, and we'll have a good time with you. So I wanted to let uh, the, all the crankers know, because apparently, Mark, we've been chosen. Free Talk Live has been chosen for the Vestibule Prank Night 2008. Excellent. A quick uh, search of the Vestibule and Free Talk Live reveals a, a post from earlier today. Uh, so apparently they have a uh, one night a year where they choose to crank call people or crank call one particular program, and Free Talk Live was selected. And I have to say I'm honored by that. Well, you know, the, the rest of the radio shows aren't going to let them on. Yeah, and, that's true. And uh, Or they'll get dumped, too. If, they're, they're not, if, they, uh, if they manage to get through the call screener and then they change the topic, so if they say one thing that they want to talk about and then they get on, they change the topic. The, the call screeners on the other shows are Johnny on the spot. If they hear someone change a topic, they'll dump the call because of that. Yep. Um, you know, and it, it, what's really great is that we got to hand out an award tonight to the best of the, cranker, <laughs> the crankers. So. And, and how, how appropriate that it happened to be a female. Because normally it's a bunch of dudes that call in, and their best call yeah, uh, was a lady. A bunch of guys that have no yeah. lives. All right. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. You're on the line. We will try to get to you here. Let's start with Steve in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Steve. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's on your mind? You, did you know that 1337, which means lead speak, equals 1.4, not 4.1? That's over my head, but it, so it sounds like one of those internet memes. Uh, leet speak, as I understand it, is you have to break down, and we have to explain this for all of our, our radio listeners that may not be plugged into the 4chans and the, the internet uh, hangouts. Uh, there are these memes, these internet memes, these uh, concepts that are created by 
uh, usually very young people on the Internet, and they spread like wildfire, many of them very viral in, in how they spread. And there are so many of them, they actually have online compendiums, uh, encyclopedias dedicated to all of the different Internet memes out there. There are just so many of them, and it's, it's almost impossible to keep up with them, but I guess some people do. We continue here uh, with Kevin in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Kevin. Hey, guys. It's great to be back. What's on your mind? Zombies. Yeah. I'm, I love zombies. I've been a zombie nut since <laughs> high school. Really? Oh, I well, I used to want to be a special effects makeup artist. There you go. And so the zombie movies was the queen essential of the special effects, <clears throat> excuse me, because it had all of the blood and gore to it. But... As far as zombies goes, the best weapon in a, in a zombie incident would be a sword, a very sharp one, because then you can go for the, the tendons and the knees and ankles mm. and drop them and just run away and not even worry if they're dead or alive. That's because a good they point. Yeah, if they can't reach you, then it doesn't matter if you've uh, taken out their brain. So I guess ex- that would work. Ex- exactly. The, the number one zombie that I would be afraid of would be the group that was led by Michael Jackson. Why is that? That would be the scariest. Well, just is it I mean, because of the big cat creature he turns to? Uh, turns well, not even man? that, but just Michael Jackson coming after me. Well, he's I guess not after I would your be, brain. <laughs> he's not after your brain. I can tell you that. Right. I would be, actually. I would probably be too old for him to come after me anyway. Yeah. If but, you have a ten-year-old son, that might be a different story. <laughs> exactly. And then the last thing is you have to make sure is you have to have a zombie detection kit. So how do you know? Like you'd have to know whether a person's a zombie. In fact, right. And I found out that the best question to ask is, "Do you know who won American Idol?" And zombies know. And oh yes, the, the biggest <laughs> blatant zombies know those answers hmm. for the for the most part. Interesting observations, Kevin. And, Although I don't think that anybody that answered that question successfully deserves a bullet to the brain. Um. Well. There, I guess we would. We, <laughs> we I guess we could ways. agree to disagree on that. <laughs> Sick man, Kevin. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I think he was making an analogy there. I think he was comparing. There was zomb- there's zombies because Ameri- watch too much TV. Yeah, I think he was comparing regular Americans to zombies. That's the impression I got there. One eight hundred two five nine. 9231. Now, the problem with going after the legs, though, is you could then have crawlers. I mean, they're still going to be crawling around because those guys are I'd determined. rather have a zombie, a zombie crawling after me than uh, walking after me. That much is true. I am with you there. Uh, we continue, and we'll talk to another Steve in Illinois. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? I was just, uh, we were talking about zombies and like a zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah. It got me thinking about love. You know, what uh, What else could get you to think about love than zombies munching on brains? Mm-mm. Yeah, and it reminded me of this one time. I just looked in my girlfriend's eyes and said, Sparky, I don't care if you're a female to male transsexual, because I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to let, let you down. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes, I'll give you some applause for that one. We're that do, one they're doing better good. now. Yeah, a lot better. Sparky. <laughs> I like the Sparky as the girlfriend's name, the yep. transsexual. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, where'd my applause go? There we go. Good one. 800-259-9231. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your calls here. Shane in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Shane. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Uh, I just want to talk about the presidential race. We oh, all geez. Know, we're uh, talking about zombies. Oh, wait. That is sort of the same thing. Go ahead. Uh, very clever. Uh, as we know now, it's between you know, Barack and Hillary and uh, John McCain. But I want to talk about a candidate who never really got his time to shine, who never really got his feet off the ground, uh, Talmadge Blevins. 
Who? From Who? the vestibule party. He <laughs> never really got his, his moment in the sun. Well, go ahead. You've got it now. You've got like less than a minute. Go ahead and give us his campaign platform. Tom well, what he had, he appointed certain mayors as moderators. And what these moderators would do is they would watch the Vesti, or I'm sorry, the United States of America, and they would see users who, uh, if, they, if he saw that they were violating the terms of service as he outlined them, then they would get banned, basically. And there would be a whole system of uh, unbanned requests and, and even... Um, Normal people could just pay for insider service. Now, here's what I need to know. Did you contribute to his campaign? I mean, did you give him the, you know, the maximum? Oh, yes, I'm an insider. I definitely contributed to the campaign. I got a yearly insider subscription. What do you think the reason was? I mean, why was it he wasn't given the the media attention that some of the other mainstream candidates Um, were? I can tell you exactly why that was. There was a minor um, sex scandal. I mean, it's a it's a black eye on his campaign. You don't don't think it was a conspiracy against the vestibule or anything like that? Sorry, what was that? It wasn't a conspiracy against the uh, the message board, the vestibule. No, no, no. What happened was he was in the middle of a discussion with uh, Morgan Webb, and he kind of he had an erection. That is the the general consensus. You got to watch out for that. That, was... that will cause you problems in politics. Ad- admitting it to anybody that you actually have sexual desire is, is you know pretty much the end of your political career. Thanks for the call tonight. Good luck with your candidate. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here. Dan is on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Dan. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Uh, if Kim is still listening in New York, I'd like to remind her of one thing, that our forefathers died for the right to be able to carry and own and use weapons. Uh, the time will come, and I hope that all the people in New York and Washington, where they have been told that their weapons are outlawed, will have your weapons because if we can't have those, then zombies will be running this nation otherwise. Zombies or government people, there really isn't that much of a difference. They all want to feed off of your wealth. Thanks for the call tonight. We Taxes. certainly appreciate it. Taxes. <laughs> yep. Freedom. And- all right, we're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we will rejoin you Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com and uh, tune into our stream tomorrow from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and you'll hear us filling in for the Downsize DC show. Have a great weekend. The cynic says, I started losing my hair, and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.